You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. For logbook servicing you can rely on, you need to make the right choice. You need trained professionals who are fully qualified to service your car according to manufacturer's specifications. For real peace of mind and a nationwide warranty, book in or book online at repcoservice.com. Win the ultimate Blues Origin experience for you and three mates. Visit ignitehq.com.au. Your rugby league coverage on SEN starts now. Welcome to NRL Crunch Time. Yes, welcome to NRL Crunch Time. Thanks to Ignite HQ. Win the ultimate state of origin experience. Visit ignitehq.com.au. Welcome to our listeners across the SEN network. 11.70 SEN in Sydney, 16.20 AM SEN Gold Coast and SEN Q in Queensland or on DAB+. Listeners on the SEN app and the SEN podcast. Download the SEN app and listen to Crunch Time anytime, anywhere. Remember, you can join the conversation throughout today's show. Call 1300 01 1170 or text in on 0457 736 736. Make sure you're following us on all your socials, Twitter and Instagram at 1170SEN and at SEN Queensland. All right, I'm joined today. Well done. Great start. Great start. It's easy when you've got a sheet in front of you to read, isn't it? <laughs> I'm joined today by my good mate, Sock. Sock, welcome back. Thanks for having me, mate. There's I, a... I did a little bit of research. I wanted to do some some intros uh, for the for the uh, for the boys today. Stephen O'Keefe. Oh, now, God. best bowling figures nine for fifty four. Mm. That was impressive. Wow. Career batting average, a little less impressive. (laughs) 9.5 career batting average. (laughs) Thanks, mate. Is that it? Is that my intro? Yeah, that's it. And and another little interesting fact, you were born in Penang, Malaysia. I was, yeah. Dad was in the RAF, so we flew over there. So parents are Australian, but he was a cook in the RAF and served uh, five years over there. And I think they got a bit bored, mum and dad, so they decided to conceive me. So my first (laughs) language was Tamil. So I spoke Tamil before I spoke. I had an armour. Who was Sri Lankan? Yeah. Who taught me Tamil? So, yeah, yeah. good. Do you I've still all... speak it? Yeah, uh, no, no. <laughs> Can't remember being too, but I, I always thought that if I could never make it for the Australian team, I'd go over and play for Malaysia. But yeah, they're not a great side, so. No. Yeah. Imagine. yeah. And imagine. then joining Sock and I today. Now this is a little, little bit different for a Sunday show. We've got an expert this on the show. This is a real football. Yeah, you're not going to be, you're not going to be nasty to him, are you? Because he's so, six foot taller than you, and six foot wider. I'm not so. taller. No way. <laughs> So between us on the panel today, we've got 233 NRL games, <laughs> four State of Origins, and five appearances for Lebanon. Only, now, only six tries, though. If you, yeah. <laughs> but that, that five appearances also should between the three of us. Yeah, yeah. So if you haven't guessed, those appearances weren't from Soccer Eye. Uh, our co-host today, Tim Menner. Welcome, Timmy. Yeah, cheers, mate. You're doing a great job to start this show. I'm, oh, I mean, thank I'm you. honoured honored to be with you, boys. Yeah. <laughs> now, Brooksy, uh, I've taken over from JA today. We've had multiple changes in leadership overnight. <laughs> ScoMo, gone. Jaleesa Apps, gone. I'm in the hot seat. Have we got the uh, audio there, Paddy? Look at me. Sure. Look at me. Sure. 
I'm the captain now. <laughs> <laughs> Boys, I'm the captain now. Um, hopefully this positional change works a bit better than Harry Grant playing at halfback for the Storm. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Wow. It's yeah. a shocker. They had a few changes at the Storm, didn't they? It didn't look yeah. all that good overnight. Uh, so, boys, election night last night. Australians are waking up with a, a, a polit- political hangover mm. today. Mm. Uh, election parties, anyone? Nah, nah, nah. nah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just glad. I'm glad it's over. I I'm know. glad it's over. I feel like the last six months has been that much noise about it. Yeah. Hopefully, oh. we can just get on with it. How bad are the ads? Oh, there's yeah. a hole in my buck. Uh, honestly, <laughs> you want to throw the TV off the balcony? Yeah, I know. How was the voting yesterday, Timmy, and in, in Parramatta? Um, mate, I lived across the road, so that that was a handy start. I didn't have to yeah. go find parking, but yeah, mate, you get bombarded with those pamphlets. Like, oh, I'm, yeah. I'm one of those guys. I don't like to. I can't, I'm just trying to be <laughs> polite. Nice. So I'll take. So I end up walking with like <laughs> two and a half kilos. Yeah, thanks, screen to all these paperwork. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I just uh, I grab all of them. It was, I didn't have a sausage roll. I didn't have a sausage sizzle, sorry. There was none at mine. They didn't have it? I was filthy. Uh, yeah. Where do you reckon Democracy they find sausage. all these people to volunteer to hand out the pamphlets? Like, are you, who's doing that? I actually thought the same thing. Because so yeah. the guys given to me, obviously, that well, their names are on the paper. They, they yeah. support the party. But I'm like, are you guys actually that that like into it? That King, into yeah. it that you want to yeah. wake yeah. up early? And, and yeah. that is, there's, there's banners everywhere. And who's the people that are putting the banners in front of their houses? Yeah. And all They're knocking them oh, out. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. Hitler yeah. mustaches do you on think some that, of them. Do you think it so, works? Do you think like the person giving you a pamphlet on the way in, do you think, you know what? Yes, I'm going I'm to do that. So we, we spoke yesterday uh, with uh, Joel and Fletch about once they got their shirts on right, representing their party mm. or, or representing their, their, their person from their area. Well, I had a lady at the, co- at the coffee shop wearing the Allegra Spender um, shirt and she pushed the line at the coffee shop and bought a coffee, a long line. And I was like, that's enough to knock me. How, yeah, does, how yeah, does that look? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But then later in the day, uh, a, a lady from the same um, same party from the Allegra Spender saved me. I went to vote at uh, North Bondi Public School, and she said, "Look, there's a big line up here, but if you go down the road to the Bondi Surf Club, you get straight in." Mm. So she sh- saved me about half an hour. So they save themselves. But once they've got the shirt on with mm. the with the candidate, uh, yeah. They kind of are representing, representing lot, the they? party, yeah. aren't they? Which is weird because well, they've got no qualifications. At all, yeah. They're yeah. complete volunteers. Yeah, but funnily yeah. enough, you talk about dress code. Now, Jenny Morrison, ScoMo's wife, and don't worry, we won't be talking politics all day because she's <laughs> boring, boring the shit out of me as well. <laughs> <laughs> um, Jenny Morrison was wearing a teal dress when ScoMo had to concede defeat, which yeah. the colours of the Liberals is blue and teal is the independence, which have you know, one in the landslide, particularly in Warringah. Yeah. And I'm like, what would the equivalent be of that if your missus rocks up in the opposition's team colours just after you've lost yeah. the final? Yeah. You know, it'd be like if you know, they're loose like... to the Tigers and your missus Timmy's yeah. got a Tigers jersey on us. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Probably would. <laughs> it's like, it reminds me of, you talk about the T-shirts, when, um, and I'm not going to name names of the company or the players, but there was a car company that used to sponsor some of our players when I was a kid. So yeah. some, of the, you know, some of the older boys get a sponsor car, they're driving around, but it's got yeah. the car company plastered all over it. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. And the car company started to stop putting their name on it because there was getting a lot of reports of bad driving and, <laughs> and, and, and arrogant driving. Oh, so, come on, yeah. name names. <laughs> seriously, seriously, Mitch Moses, clean up your act. <laughs> I've seen Mitch in the uh, in the BMW yeah. from uh, Parramatta or wherever it is. Yeah. He gets some pretty decent cars. Did you have a car sponsor during your time? Nah, yeah, I was pretty fortunate. I was lucky. I had... Um, I had Lexus for four years, and, yeah. uh, and then I had Merck for the last five years. Yeah, so good. Most of my career. I was what about Hamilton. you, Sock? 
And he goes, hey, I've got a sponsored by my parents, a 1989 Ford laser station. <laughs> <way I'm laughs> no aircon, had to wind the windows down uh, and break down when I used to drive from Richmond to Sydney probably two or three times a yeah, year. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Sponsored my, by NRMA most of the time. My first car didn't have reverse. <laughs> really? It's been out of reverse. So my parents had this car, Ford Fairmont gear. They were about to throw it out because it was done. The, the gearbox wasn't working. No reverse. I'm just going to school. I've got my P's. Let me drive to school every day. Yeah. So I go to school, but I always have to make sure I park in front of a no stopping or in front of a driveway so no one could park in front of me. <laughs> so I can just keep going, keep going. So I was parking about six k from school anyway, trying to find a park. Oh, oh man. Oh, How mate. good. Yeah, Producer yeah, Brooksy, yeah. welcome to the show. Yeah, hey, Chance. This is yeah. great. Yeah. How was your voting experience yesterday? I, it was funny. My partner got caught up with the pamphlet holders. Because oh, I just yeah, went yeah. through as if, oh, not quite <laughs> yeah. Alex Twall going through the bat. <laughs> actually made it through. And she's just getting pamphlet after pamphlet. And I went, uh, you stopped. Yeah. You stopped. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she's like, no, they're really nice. And I'm like, mm. you've got five bits of A3 paper yeah. now. Yeah. And then you're going to get that really long one for the yeah. House of Reps or whatever. Lost, it's, it's a, it's a, a real skill to have to be able to say no, isn't it? Yeah. I've been trying to teach uh, my girlfriend some so firstly to say no but secondly how to cut down a conversation mm. so you know when you're out walking the dog or something and you, you run across the usual suspects that hold you up and mm. just talk crazy talk mm. for for ages i said look the secret is when you see the crazy person coming and they stop to talk to you mm. don't stand still mm. keep moving keep moving right. and as you're moving you'll come past them and you'll sort of turn your head to say the last few things <laughs> and then you're gone proper, and so proper technique yeah yeah, yeah yeah so now when, if we're walking the dog or something can we see someone coming that we don't want to talk to as they as they're coming towards us i'll whisper to her Leg drive. Leg drive, Rose. <laughs> Leg drive. <laughs> knees up. Knees up. Eyes down. There's some advice for you, Brooks. Body, body language. Body language is very loud, mate. Yeah. I actually do that to my missus when I see her coming. I see her walking. <laughs> <laughs> it's a bit hard when it's in the hallway, though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, good. What else have oh. you got, Brooksy? What else? How big was your democracy sausage? I got no sausage. Yeah, no me neither. Sausage. Did you get a sausage? I didn't get a sausage. Is it a thing? I, is it still a thing? It, it, it is. It was a, it was a, that was a thing and voting in your smugglers was a thing, but I pre-voted. So <laughs> oh, I just I went you in go the out before yesterday. to avoid all the... Oh, yeah, you're not going to get a sausage pre-voting. No, 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 yeah, what do you want? Yeah. 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 So, yeah, can you... I wanted, yeah, I went to Bunnings and cried Fletch was saying yesterday that he got the sausage sizzle, $7.50. What, it cost for, the, no. for the sausage. I thought it was free. For the, no, no, no. Seven fifty. He got two. He got two, <laughs> and it was fifteen dollars. Seven fifty a pop. Leaking he's obviously eastern he suburbs just, somewhere. Well, he sold a pub, didn't he, during the week? Did anyone yeah, see that? I saw Ten that. million bucks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. About fifteen million, yeah. fifteen dollars yeah. sausages. Yeah, yeah. He's he's not struggling, but seven seven fifty. Oh, I used to think like gold coin donation or something. Yeah, that's what yeah. it is. is it Bunnings, Bunnings is that yeah. That's gold coin. Seven dollars fifty for a sausage. Fifty. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I wonder why the country's gone to yeah inflation. <laughs> that's what it is. It's inflation. <laughs> well, right. it looks like they're five dollars down in Tasmania. Tassie Mike's gone. Five dollars for a snag. Tassie Mike, is five it? bucks. Five yeah. dollars. That's a lot of money in Tasmania. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <what? laughs> That's a deposit on a home. <laughs> he had to dip into his super oh, for that. Now Scomo won't let him. He's good. Thanks for um, listening, Tassie yeah. Mike. Yeah. <laughs> He's gone now. <laughs> oh, good. All right, we should talk a little bit of football. So some some uh, headlines overnight. The Cowboys announced themselves as genuine premiership contenders. The thumping win over Melbourne. We see that one last night, boys. 
Ah, uh, yes. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> I, was watching, I was watching the highlights in the background. Oh, the, the Melbourne game yeah. in the background. Um, yeah, I did watch the first game. It was it was different to what I expected. I, I thought Roosters after last week would come out. Oh, sorry. We're talking Roosters. So we are. I'm watching the right game. You're watching yeah. the right game. You're watching you, the right game. You're going strong. Yeah, right. I was on the money. Well, the, the, the Storm, they, you know, I think a few positional changes really expose them. Usually they, yeah. they handle it so well yeah. and they just have players that can slot in, but they just look so rusty up there. Harry um, Grant at halfback. What do we what do we think about that? Nah, I don't think he would have played much half recently. Yeah. <laughs> like recently. yeah. Um, and I think, you know, you watch the Cowboys last few weeks and everyone's like, like every time they have a big win, like I know I watched, I watched them play the, the Parallels in Darwin mm-hmm. and everyone thinks oh, that was a fluke, you know, they, they won't do that again. And then they, yep. they they touched up Melbourne and they've been doing it consistently. So they're starting yep. to prove themselves as a real top four team, a genuine team. Yeah. Genuine top fours? Yeah, I agree. I think um, hit the nail on the head there, Timmy. So they've pl- they played para. Yeah. Uh, they've knocked over Melbourne. They knocked over Broncos early doors. I mean, yep. they're starting to position yeah, themselves yeah. as a top four team. And they've got the Panthers next week. So that'll be another big game for them. They've got the likes of Nanai, who has scored 10 tries in 11 games. And I think the record the record is 15. Is that right? Yeah, I think he's the second so they've been five Paddy, forwards yeah, ever to score 15, 15 tries in a season. Yeah. Can we name them? Beaver, Beaver Menzies. Timmy Manor. Tim, Timmy Manor. Timmy Manor. Timmy Manor. Timmy Manor. Timmy Manor. Timmy Manor. Oh, yeah, that's 72, right. Yeah. Under, 72? Under, 13, yeah. under 13, 72 tries in a year. Still got the plaque on my wall. Really? <laughs> no 72 deal. tries. Wow. I was a fat kid. I was, I was, I was that kid with a goatee and, and then 110 kilos. That parents would have hated him. Playing five years down. Yeah. Come, come on, just scored in the trial line. Come off for a breather. Uh, what was your junior club? Uh, well, that was at a Twin Willows Warriors. I was at Bass Hill Way. And then my next yeah. club was Guildford Hours because um, Twin Willows folded. Yeah. And that uh, Guildford Parramatta comp. Yeah, yeah. But the previous team, Bulldogs so that, comp? Yeah, so Twin Willows was in the Canterbury comp. Yeah. So, so my plaque has the Canterbury logo on it. Actually. Yeah, So I was the leading yeah. try scorer in the Canterbury. another one the Canterbury's let go. Were, um, you, a, were you a Bulldogs <laughs> fan? Oh, up? Yeah, I love the doggies. You love the doggies? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but, you know, I got signed my power as a 14-year-old, so from okay. then on I started loving, okay. yeah, watching the... Is that hard when you, when you support a team going up and then you go pro to play for a team that you didn't support or do you still... Nah. like Like now, do you still have a soft spot for the Bulldogs now or not uh, really? Well, the only thing that used to piss me off was when I played the dogs, all my family, cousins, uncles, aunties would ask for tickets to the game. And all rock up with their doggies. Doggy jerseys. Oh, yeah, that was, like you talk about before. Wife. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'll, I'll look up, see my family and friends. I'm like, oh, you dog. <laughs> you dog, literally. literally. Yeah. <laughs> what about you, Sock? Any of the any of the family support the Sydney Thunder or anything like that? Nah, well, I'm a Westie, so in Richmond, yeah. so I would have played for the Thunder. Had things fallen correctly, but when they first yeah. signed the teams, they had a they had a garbage side. They didn't win a game. I think they won one game in five years at Thunder. So I'm glad. And they played yeah, at the okay. Footy Stadium out there, and they put yeah. a drop in wicket and played cricket on a football oval, which yeah. just didn't suit my style of bowling anyway. But no, Bunnies fan. The old man was a Bunnies fan, so stayed with them. And um, <clears throat> you know, it's been a long-suffering sort of 25 years, but the last 10 has been pretty good. You're golden now. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, we've got something to cheer about. And I always remember, even now, when we're probably going to maybe make the eight, I'm always like, well, this is a lot better than, you know, getting thumped by Melbourne 60 points. Yeah, you do appreciate it more, week. don't you, when you've come through. Well, if you win half your games, you, you've you've got something to cheer for. You get a bit of a bang for your buck, don't you? Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. Are you still involved with Para at all? Yeah, I'm still an ambassador there. So look yeah. up, I go to all their home games and host their corporates. Yeah, yeah. Maybe you don't all. drive their cars, do you? <laughs> no, I don't drive their cars. I, <laughs> I, um, I behave on the road. <laughs> 
All right. Uh, other yeah. other talking points overnight. So Tom Trebojevic scans confirm out for the year for Blues and the Seagulls. Mm. Massive blow. The the Blues are going down left, right, and centre at the moment, aren't they? Well, there's a lot of injuries, even in the North Queensland. Not to go back on that game, but uh, Tamalolo suspected yeah. slight tear to his MCL potentially, but could yeah. be back a bit quicker. Felt out for a lot longer. Um, and then you look at, say, the Storm, who have got Hughes, Nelson, Puppy, and Remus out, all out. So there's a big injury list. Mm. And then you look at the likes of Tommy Turbo, who now is probably looks like his season. Yeah, that's probably um, Manly's season gone too, isn't that's it? That's what everyone says. Yeah, so. I think so. I, I think it's going to be a survival of the fittest. Mm. Yeah. Even, even Penrith, as good as they are, if they lose Cleary, you know, you've you got to think they're done. Death, yeah. So it's, like, it's anyone's game at the moment. And whoever can get there with all their plays and, and their troops in, in, um, yeah. in one piece, piece. Yeah. Parramatta's actually probably in the best shape of all of them almost. Mate, we've, no had, really we've had a good run the last yeah. you know, three years, I reckon. Yeah. We've, had, like, we've kept all our key players on the park, which is a you know, real credit to the, the staff over there. What do you think about as a Parafin, um, Ryan Madison coming off the bench? Like, I, I, I think he's in career best he's a form. Starter, isn't he? Yeah. I yeah. think he's almost pushing for a spot on that bench for New South Wales. That's how good I reckon he's going. I, I don't know. Yeah, do you, I agree with you. I, I just I think the, the, the debate isn't more about bench or starting. I think it's whether he's a middle or an edge. Yeah. Um, you know, they're kind of coming, bringing him off on the field as a middle player. I reckon he's an absolute beast on the edge as well. So. Yeah. Um, but, you know, you got Papa Lee and Sean Lane doing well as well. So, mm. you know, I don't know how he slots in, but he has been playing some great Can footy. they fit him in the salary cap for next year? I think they can. Um, yeah. They've, they've lost a few players. You know, we've lost Papa Lee. We've lost Reed Marnie. We've lost Kafusi, uh, Ray Stone, Nia Corre. So there's a few players going. The mm. problem with that is those guys were lost to replace those guys. A lot of them aren't on a lot of money. Yeah, so yeah. So someone like Ray Stone is probably, you know, on, on minimum. Yeah, you know, low, low money. Yeah. To replace what the value he can bring, you have to pay someone an extra fifty or sixty thousand dollars to get someone to replace that. Yeah. And that's across the park. So all of them, you know, like Papa Lee, one of the best back rollers in the comp. So to replace him, you're gonna have to spend five, six hundred thousand. Where yeah. at the moment he's on a lot less than that. Yeah. Yeah, it's a bit yeah. of a juggling act for power, isn't it? And they're in that weird they're in that weird kind of position where you can't say re-sign with us to win comps because they haven't quite done that yet. Whereas a Penrith or a Storm can say, if you re-sign with us, you're a genuine shot at comps, winning comps yeah. in the next couple of years. Whereas Parra is right on the cusp. They haven't quite taken that next step. So we're better than, than other teams that, like, and we've been in this position in the past where we were, we were like Tigers and those teams that had to pay extra pay to overs. bring players yeah, over. Because yeah. you're right, you don't have that that character dangle. But we do have other things going for us. You know, like there's a new facility there. There's consistent like premier, like premiership title contenders, you know, top four team the last couple of years. Yeah. Um, so you've got a team that's consistent, which is always good, but you're right. The guys like the Roosters and the Melbournes and the Penriths, they can they can get someone and will them over by saying, hey, come with us. Yeah, sure, we might offer you 50 grand less, but you could yeah. win a comp. Yeah. Probably better chance to make an origin. Um, so, you know, when you make makes, origin. It makes the salary cap tough, doesn't it? Like to get from the, the, the bottom four or bottom eight up to that top tier. Like Para have taken, what, the best part of a decade to slowly work up to that position they're in now, particularly since Brad Arthur took over, I guess, they've, they've become a lot stronger. But if you're if you're a Tigers or a Bulldogs fan or a, a Knights fan and you're sitting back looking at how do we get from the bottom of the ladder up into that top eight, when teams are, are paying unders for great players at those top clubs, it makes it difficult. It does. But I'll talk to, just on that the whole origin thing, right, a lot of – a lot of coaches in Origin, so Freddie, Ricky Stewart, all those guys, they were 
they pick players based on where they're sitting the ladder. So if you're in a team that's a top four consistent team, yeah. your chances of making an origin are a lot higher. Yeah. So yeah. if you're in a team coming Come second, line, doesn't matter how good you are, yeah. Yeah. You know, your chances of making it from a bottom team is very, it's much, much harder. Like you look yeah. at Saifi now, that's right, he's, he's probably going to struggle because their team's not going well. Mm. Whereas, what about uh, Matt Burton? He would have been a shoe in for that center spot last exactly. year. Now he's at the Bulldogs. And we're not really talking about him. Exactly. And the thing is, when you play Origin, people don't talk about this, but you're looking at another 90 grand a year if you play three games. Yeah, wow. So, yeah, sure, you, paid, you came it? to Penrith for 50 grand less, but yeah. you made an extra 90K playing Origin. So, yeah. it's, um, it's, that's another thing they can use to entice you. Mm. Good money. The other headline overnight, the Broncos, Kevolutionaires, Kevolutionaires, that's a play on Kevy Walters. Ah, oh, right. Launched a rocketing turnaround. <laughs> no, it was from the Courier Mail's. Uh, oh, okay, Brisbane. Yeah, they're pretty yeah. sharp. They're pretty sharp up there. Yeah. <laughs> pretty sharp up <laughs> there in the Courier ENT, Mail. Yeah. <laughs> has anyone yeah, there? Anyone seen NT News? Yeah, so good. <laughs> hey, to make that is like uh, news royalty. If oh, you get a right. headline yeah. up there. Best. Oh, we we power play every game. Uh, play every year. Oh, a game yeah, in Darwin. Yeah, yeah. And my highlights is looking at the front Labor. pages every day. Yeah, it's always a crocodile attack. Hey, yeah, yeah, another crocodile attack. So anyway, what? they saying Kevy Walters on fire. Kev's, Kev's turned them around and they're genuine premiership threats now. Um, top four team. What do, what do we think about the Broncos? Sold? Sold on them or still a bit to prove? I think it's not so much uh, Kevolutionary. I think it's uh, Adam Reynolds. And what he's Adam done. Revolutionary. Yeah. yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Revolutionary. I think he's the biggest difference. Look, you know, it's the same. Other than that, the bones are there are still pretty similar, but they've started some key plays which have really helped, and Kevin Walters should be kissing Adam Reynolds' feet, I reckon. If we yeah. look at uh, Queensland's two powerhouse teams, right, the Broncos and the Cowboys, mm. both of them needed New South Wales halfbacks to go up there and turn the club around. <laughs> you know what that means? Queenslanders just don't get rugby league. Yeah. They don't get it. <laughs> Very controversial. <laughs> Where, are, we, are we on air in Queensland? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Queensland yeah. listeners. Uh, we will never be welcome to Caxton Street ever again. Yeah. Well, on the other show last week, I had to do Socks lock and my socks lock was uh, the Broncos, and this was before they played Manly. I don't get too much right, but the three weeks before that, they'd only had I think twelve, six, and seven points scored, scored against, against them. them yeah, uh, defensively they're amazing, and then you look at their outside backs with Farmworth, Tony Staggs. You got Selwyn Cobbo who's a gun, and all mm. they needed was a bit of a key, a conductor to unlock them. And you yeah. look what Reynolds has done. Yeah, they won without Hass and Catewell against the Bunnies. Yeah, with those guys back. And in their forward pack, and with Reynolds, and they've lost. Sorry, they won without Reynolds in their team last week. Now they're starting yep. to play like a team that's got a bit of organisation, a bit of belief, and I think they're only going to get better. Yeah. The run over the next two weeks, I think, is forgive me if I'm wrong. They might have Canberra and Titans and a bye, so it's not so exactly coming, a. Yeah, yeah, they've got they're a good They're in the run. four, yeah. but they've got. You would think after a couple of strong performances and their defensive work, yeah, that they're, they're a good I, chance of staying there. I know it's got a lot of noise already, but the whole Reynolds thing, right? Mm. I, Cannot believe that South let him go. And mm. you look at the competition, there's Absolutely. no all the younger generation coming through, there's some real good talent coming through, but there's no more halves like that. The composed, calm, organizer. Absolutely. Yeah. All the halves coming through, they're great and they're talented, but they're all like, you know, really yeah, fidgety and edgy and yeah. they're, 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 you get me wound up now. Yeah, because yeah. I'm absolutely filthy that South have let go potentially, you know, the, the, the gun halfback of the season. You know, now yeah. he's on the buses on the billboard in Brisbane and nothing hurts even more. Like you said, Queensland with the premier, you know, Bunnies yeah. halfback that they've let go, who said he would have taken unders, like you said, to stay yeah. and play yeah. and it's win. crazy, isn't it? Well, here's a question for you. If, if Cleary's out, mm. who plays number seven for Blues? Adam Reynolds. You reckon? 
Yeah, yeah. Do you reckon? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like Mitch, Mitch Moses obviously got the crack yeah, last time. Oh, that's probably where. It, I, I thought, so they went with Moses and uh, Jack Whiten last year, right? Mm. I, I think having watched how um, the rest of the season unfolded, if they had their time again, they'd go the Reynolds-Walker combo that got ended yeah. up getting South to the grand final. Well, you like the synergy, don't you? And, and yeah. move further out, you know, the, there's question marks over Crichton playing, but I would like to see if they're going to go, just go 7-6 and have your – and then you've almost yeah. got nearly a full <laughs> – Parramatta spine that you could play that have been playing footy with each other. Five or six players in the same team. And like your point before, they're winning. They know each other's games. They don't have to look left or right. They know they can sort of got that sense of where everyone is and they take that winning culture into the blues. And I'd be go with the blokes that are already working in good combinations with the halves or the forwards. So yeah. So coming up for the Broncos, they've got Titans, then they've got a buy, then they've got the Raiders. Raiders yeah. So they all, well, they should really solidify themselves in that top four. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, they win two of those and then they've got the bye. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's a good point as well. And I think last year, I was only saying this earlier, that I felt like it was more about the halfback and say the hooker with the, the six again rule and the, the quick sort of change ups when the referee was blowing the, the six agains or whatever. But now I feel like it's more about the teams with the, the solid halfbacks that seem to be doing the most yeah, damage. Yeah, 100%. It's going back to what it was like pre-COVID. Yeah. And I think it's really changed the way teams are playing. It's got you've got to be a lot more strategic. You've actually got to earn your wins a lot more this year than you had to in the past. So the last two years, once you got momentum and you got the quick play of the balls, you were done. You're home, and we saw a big gap between the top teams and the bottom teams because the bottom teams couldn't find their way back into it. Whereas now we're seeing you know, Bulldogs beat the Roosters and all these upsets this year because yeah. Yeah. teams have a chance to kind of get their way back into a game. Alrighty, well we're going to go to a break. When we come back, we'll talk some more rugby league. What happened overnight, and a little bit later, we're going to dive into some of our origin selections. Now that Turbo's out. Off the bench, have an impact. Yo, with it, that's beautiful play. Swerve and pass to Desco and Victor. Support that is there. Yeah, there it is. The Penrith Panthers juggernaut rolls on. Uh, they've now towered up in successive weeks, the Melbourne Storm and now the Sydney Roosters. What do we think, boys? Can uh, can the Panthers be stopped this year? Yeah, well, like I said before, I think every team is vulnerable if they lose some key players. Mm, uh, at yep. the moment, though, full strength, it's very hard to see them getting beaten. Yeah, Parramatta seem to be there kind of bogey team a little bit, don't they? Nearly nearly did them in the finals last year and then beat them this year. Yeah, correct. Uh, you know, I think um, 
Parramatta, you know, they beat Penrith in Penrith, they beat Melbourne in Melbourne. Yeah. You'd have to get some confidence out of that. Yeah. Heading to the last, you know, the big games at the end of the year. But um, at the moment, like when you watch Penrith last on in that mood, and, I, and here yeah. I am thinking uh, Roosters are just started clicking the gear. I waited all year for them to kind of find that form. They got there and then Penrith just go, uh-uh. Jerome Luai seems to be a bit of a barometer for how the team's traveling and how they're feeling. He was... Well and truly on fire last night. Yeah, two tries. And I wanted to ask you as well, Tim. I mean, looking at that side, and you were discussing earlier, how many of those Penrith Panthers do you think will be in the Origin side? Do you think someone like Coruscant with his performances is better than seventeen at the moment? <laughs> yeah, seventeen. We're going to pick the whole lot, you reckon? I, I love Coruscant. I think he's a gun player. Yeah. Uh, and so I think have him at nine ahead of Cook. I, I would. Yeah. But I think Freddie's pretty loyal to the guys that have done the job before. He is, in the past. And Cook yeah. has yeah. done that. Would yeah. you have um, in the back row, um, I know we're missing, well, now we're missing Cook and we're, um, Crichton's a bit out of form, uh, Radley's out, so a couple of those boys from Penrith in the back out, row so potentially. Yo, yo in. Yo, yo will be there. Yo Liam, will be, Liam can, Martin? Yo will be there. Yeah, Liam Martin's a chance. Well, there's not that heaps of edge plays. No. They got every other position kind of seems pretty locked Tariq up. Tariq Sims has been coming off the bench for, for St. George. Ma- so. Well, you know what? Matto could be a chance. You talked yeah. about him before. Why yeah, Madison? Yeah. He could be a chance to play on that edge. But there's no real standouts. I, I actually like Tariq Sims as well. I think Freddie might lean that way, being like a loyalist. Like, as I said, he's done yeah. that. You know, Tariq, when you put him in that team, surrounded by good players, he's always going to deliver for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll talk right. about origin contenders. What about Suwali? Do you think that kid would be ready if you were to throw him in now? Is he the sort of player that would be, you know, if you put him on that big stage, would he perform? Is he too young? I mean, some of the, the some of his tries have just been nothing short of and exceptional. And you can tell he's got that special factor. His hit last night on kickout. Oh. <laughs> Oof. Not many Crushed. people have put a hit on kickout, have they? Well, no. I reckon you could count on one hand the number of shots that have been put on him throughout his whole career. Yeah, yeah not really a winger doing it either. But no, yeah. way, he didn't budge. Like, he just went whack and... Kiki out like was trying to smile to himself afterwards, just trying to think what just happened. Yeah, um, <laughs> boy kid is still in year twelve. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, Swali, to answer your question, I think Swali wouldn't look out of place, and he's got the, that head on his shoulders that can handle the big stage. I think he'd be fine. Mm. Yeah, but I'd still go with you know Ado Carr. Obviously, he's you know he's added the dogs, not going great, but I'd yeah, still have him my team. Nice. Yeah, I think Brian Toll's got that wing swell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, also on last night's game, so we had the uh, the Jared Warrior Hargraves incident. Uh, I think we've got a bit of audio of that that we'll throw to. Don't you reckon? Yeah, I'm just saying. Nah, every James. time, bro. James. Every time. It's not fair, mate. I'm telling you. Okay. No, no, no. Okay. Now, uh, Jared, he, he hasn't played that well there. He's not going to change his decision, Jared. Oh, Jared, be careful. No. So Jared Burria Cargraves hits Fisher Harris high, hits him across the chops as in the motion of scoring a try. Um, the ref calls him out to put him on report, and uh, Jared uh, runs a bit hot there and tells him what he's th- what he thinks of him. Um, Timmy, you played against Jared, like it's he, not Timmy style to ever. He do treads, like he, he walks a fine line every game, doesn't he? Like, is it a big surprise that he got put on report for that? I like Hargraves. I, I like yeah. the way he plays. I like his toughness. And this is going to probably be a bit controversial. I think, I think he actually. I know he dropped the f bomb, but yeah. I think he actually said it in a pretty reasonable manner. Yeah, he just shouldn't have said it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't think it was a, like he, there was no malice. There was no aggression. There was no like um, he wasn't swearing at the ref. Yeah, it was more like he's just frustrated. Yeah, and he shouldn't have said it. He should have held him. He held his tongue. 
but I don't think he did it in a really aggressive, ugly way. Yeah. Did you think it was a reportable offence? Oh, geez, it's hard to say because what you're expecting of these big enforcers is that aggression, you know, yeah. then putting their bodies on the line and getting worked up. And then when they get a referee who sits there and says, oh, you're out of line, then expect them just to tone it down, go from a 10 to a 1 and go, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. no Sorry, problem. Sir. So, yeah. uh, you know, the, it's a double-edged sword. The thing that you love about him is probably going to get him into trouble Yeah. Um, in saying that there is – there is a standard to be upheld, and I don't, yeah. I don't think he really pushed the envelope too far. Look, it didn't look too nice. Robinson, the coach, came out and said um, that he, but again, pretty much echoed your thoughts, Timmy, that, you know what, his point was right. He just mm. shouldn't have gone that shouldn't far and said, said it. it. You yeah. know, once the 10's been given, you just got to get off. And you he was trying to pull his see, hands down. You can see He Teddy. wanted five minutes. He was pulling the left oh, shoulder. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think you can dress it during the week. Like, you know, I think Hargraves, I, it could be one of those things where Hargraves personally reaches out and says, mate, I feel this way. Yep. But you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. In the heat of the moment. It's okay. never going to change yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. yeah, it's only going to get worse. It? So he's been charged with contrary conduct. It's his second offence. If he takes an early guilty plea, it'll be 1800 bucks. Uh, if he fights it, 2500 if he's found guilty. Uh, with these with these fines, Timmy, does that come out of your pocket, club's pocket? Who pays these fines? Uncle Nick? <laughs> <laughs> the Roosters? <laughs> well, they pay it, but I'm sure that, you know, the, the club will look after them. You had a few um, fines while you are playing? Well, they only came in like, towards the end of my career, the fines. I didn't get any. Um, Clean skin. But... Yeah, you know, I've got a friend on this uh, in this panel right now in the studio. <laughs> He's had a few. He knows he knows a thing or two about fines. So yeah. maybe you can give us a bit the more insight. The average wage for a cricketer is about fifty or sixty grand. And yeah. Over my ten-year career, I think I hit the average wage fifty. I added it up the other 50 week. Grand. Fifty three grand. Fifty three grand. One at twenty. One at ten. Seven match suspension, which is about fifteen hundred a game. Then I got two or three on-field ones. Yeah. But I spoke to my accountant. The on-field ones are tax deductible. So oh, I, was able perfect, to claim, I was able to claim back 19 cents in the dollar for every uh, dissent decision to show yeah, to umpire. Okay. So I Maybe kind of felt like I was making more. money by being a bit Well, rude, as, yeah. as a player, there's not much we can claim on tax because, you know, our gear's given to us. <laughs> yeah, it, it could be a good, you know, good. A few tax accountants <laughs> might give you advice on their <laughs> players. <laughs> If you want a deduction, I think you should maybe get your car looked up. Maybe get the yeah. mechanic repair and deductible. Well, there we go, uh, Jared. If you're listening, uh, that's a tax that's deduction. Oh, the yeah, Jared, yeah, sure. tax deduction. Decent so we'll, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll get on to Jared and give him that advice. Big fan of the show, Jared. Yeah, I'm sure I was listening. Avid, <laughs> yeah. avid listener. Um, he'd still be. I reckon he'd be seething after last night, wouldn't he? Not, not just that decision. The way the Roosters lost, like. They they showed so much promise last week, and then to come out and put that performance in, I, I just keep wondering: Is Kiri the answer at halfback? Is Walker a five eight? Uh, I don't know. What, what do you reckon, Timmy? Oh, my personal opinion, and it doesn't really matter what my opinion is, but I think I think I think they should hand the reins to Walker. I think they should go. You're the half. You're calling the shots. You're controlling the team. Yeah. And Kiri, just play what you play. What's in front? Run the ball when you want to see it. And I think you look at Kiri's best seasons and the comps he's won, it's always been on the back of, you know, he's had a Reynolds, he's had a, um, you know, Cooper Cronk, someone there yeah. controlling the game and he can just come in and do what he does best. And I think Walker has the ability to control a team and he, yeah. he won't do it unless he gets a keys to the kingdom at the moment. They're kind of leaving Kiri in that position where I think it would be great for Kiri as well, as well as Walker to kind of mix it up and swap it over and give the, the Roosters a bit of a shake-up. They seem to have some problems at, at hooker, at dummy half. Um, they started Drew Hutchison there last night. Um, not no, not a not a well-known hooker. Um, they brought uh, Connor Watson to the club, and he potentially hasn't quite kicked on in the way they would have expected. Um, I, I guess they're stopgaps for the moment, right, because they've got the cheese. 
Brandon Smith coming next year, but do you think they need to find something for this year if they want to push for that top four? Oh, I saw I saw Varels the other day actually, and he's still coming back from injury. Yeah, um, and he'll be back not too long. He said I think he said about five six weeks. Yeah, um, and he's he's obviously the answer I think for now. Um, Cheese coming next year, but oh, I'm a big fan of Varels. I think he's a great player. Uh, but you're right, they're just missing that consistency of having that spine that you can just work on combos with. Yeah, a bit to work on for the Roosters. All right. After the break, we're going to dissect the Cowboys' huge win over the Melbourne Storm. You're listening to NRL Crunch Time thanks to Ignite HQ. To win the ultimate state of origin experience, visit ignitehq.com.au. Yeah, welcome back to NRL Crunch Time. You're with Stephen O'Keefe, Tim Menner, and I'm your host, James Magnuson. Another massive win. Did anyone see this coming? The Cowboys absolutely pumped the storm last night. Boys, what, what, what do we think of that game? Yeah, I didn't see it coming at all. Yeah. I thought um, the storm is just so hard to write off. Every, every time they play, you go, they're not going to lose. Yeah. Um, I know they had a few changes. But they, they seem to usually adapt to changing the team pretty easily. Uh, the Cowboys, they're proving themselves as a real threat. And we're talking about Adam Reynolds, what he's done to the Broncos. Chad Townsend falls in that same category, that same calm, composed, yeah. control the team, organise it, and he's doing such a good job over there. And he's been an integral part to the way they're playing. Mm, I agree. You know, unlocking guys like Nanai in the back row there, giving them access to the ball. And we've only spoken earlier about how well he's playing. Tulungi playing beautiful footy at the moment. Um, the only thing that concerns me a little bit is a couple of blokes like Felt, who's got the injury, mm. uh, the MCL injury, and Tamalolo. But, you know, when you're on that sort of winning feeling, and a bit like the Storm, that's the thing that surprises me the most about the Storm, is generally when they do have those players out, they still compete hard. You know, they win big but lose small, just because whoever comes in seems to fill a role. It wouldn't yeah. matter who, whether it's Cooper Johns at yeah. seven. Yeah. They'd come in and play like, as if, you know, if Cronk wasn't there, whoever, whoever wasn't there would come in and still fill a role and play it. But now at the moment... Um, Bellamy admitted in his press conference that they're not competing and there are, you know, some danger signs. Yeah, we've got a little grab of Bellamy's press conference here. Let's hear what he had to say. The selection of Harry Grant at seven, benefit of hindsight, was that the move you'd make again? <laughs> yeah, it's a good, good question. Like I say, we, we struggled, in that, you know, in that position last week and we struggled there again, you know. It's obviously not his best position, but um, we just thought, you know, that was the way to go, you know. We probably got it wrong. 
with all due respect, they just out-competed us tonight, you know. They were smarter than us too, you know, certainly with, with their attack. But at, at the end of the day, um, you know, we knew we were going to lack a bit of cohesion with Harry and Harv and, and, you know, Nick play, playing his first game of fullback for us and, you know, things like that. But, you know, that doesn't stop you from competing and that's where they were way superior to us tonight. It's not often you hear Craig Bellamy just admit the other team was better. We were un- underprepared. Um, Harry Grant was probably the wrong selection at halfback. It's pretty rare to hear from, from Bellyache, isn't it? Yeah, for sure. And usually he doesn't have to admit that because yeah. they're not in that position. <laughs> uh, but they were exposed last night. And it goes back to show you the whole competition that it's anyone's comp this year. You know, it's, injuries can really rattle a team. And Storm was showing that a lot this year. Where did you guys predict the Cowboys would finish at the start of this season? I oh, had them wooden spoon. Yeah, I didn't have a wooden spoon, but they were probably my bottom four. Yeah. Um, I didn't have my eight at all, but by the way they're playing, it's they're, they're earning their top four spot and they're proving that they're the real deal. Six straight, best in seven years since they won it in 2015. And you go back to the Storm, that's their second time in two years that they've lost two games in a row. Last year, round two and round three, but then they went on to win 19 straight. You probably don't get the same feeling about the Storm going to win 19 straight from here. They've got a bit of work to do. Yeah. Um, but I think it just validates the point of the, the Cowboys and, and the number seven for mine. I think it's really opening doors for their out quality wingers, outside backs, and their forward pack have just got a little conductor in there, and it's doing the trick. So, yeah, I'm bullish on the Cowboys in that top four. Talking forwards, uh, Jeremiah Nenai, the, the, the young rookie, second sitting second, equal second on the top try scorers list for the entire NRL right now. Mate, he's just he's a good finisher. And they're giving him opportunities as well, which helps. But a lot of what's happening in their back line is a result of the forward pack and what they're doing. Their, their forward pack are playing the best they've played in years. Mm. Uh, even guys like McLean, who's kind of gone a few years yeah, under the has. radar yeah. and hasn't done a lot, all of a sudden he's standing up. Tom Lolo, I know he's got to carry a bit of injury now, but he, he's been outstanding this season. And I reckon one of the – you know, the, the two-edge back rollers, the, the, they're unbelievable. These young kids – they're doing such a good job in terms of just playing flamboyant what they see, but I reckon Hess has been the real leader for that team at the moment. Yeah, the Cowboys, they're legit. All right, after the break, we're taking your calls, one three hundred zero one eleven seventy or text 0457-736-736. This is NRL Crunch Time, thanks to Ignite HQ. Welcome back to the listeners on 1170 SEN and streaming, streaming live on the SEN app and the SEN podcast. Download the SEN app and listen to Crunch Time anytime, anywhere. Remember, you can join the conversation throughout today's show. Call 1300 01 1170. Text us on 0457 736 736. And on Twitter and Instagram, DM us at 1170 SEN and at SEN Queensland. All right. Like I said earlier in the show, I'm joined today by 230 games of NRL experience. No, I'm not talking about Steve O'Keefe. <laughs> <laughs> We've got Tim Manor with us here today, joining us on the Sunday program. All right, boys, coming up to Savo. We've got the Raiders and your Rabbitohs. Sock, how are you feeling about this one? Well, a little bit nervous, but instead of maybe talking about the Bunnies, I thought maybe since we've got a 200-plus gamer in the room here, and I'm not talking about you, Missile. Um, you got Josh, me. Josh Papalihi, going to play 250 games. Yeah. Just turned 30 the other day. Timmy, to be able to play... 200-plus games uh, as a forward yeah. is something quite spectacular. Where does he rank, in your opinion, in in, in, in the modern-day forwards and in Canberra forwards as a whole? Oh, he's a great player, mate. And I, I think people think forget that he's played on the edge as well. He was 
a damaging edge back rower. And he adapted to the middle so well, and he's become he turned into a great front row as well. Um, he's one of those guys that just he's done it at the state level, the, the national international level, and I think he's he'll go down as one of Queen's uh, Canberra's better forward packs, uh, forward players. But you look at the forward packs I have had in the past, man, they've had some superstars. Whoppers, back there. yeah. It? So, mm. but to be even just have his name mentioned those same sentences as some of those guys says a lot about him. Uh, and he's playing his two fiftieth today. And there's one thing I know about Ricky Stewart. Is he gets his players up for a, for a milestone game? You know those guys. Yeah. He's a perfect coach, especially like I had him in Origin as well. And when you got Ricky for like a you know short spurt, like you know we've got something he can get players up very well. Like he motivates it and, and gets people pumped to their rafters. So I got no doubt he'll do the same thing for Papa Lee. Who have you got in your top uh, top Canberra forwards there, Sock? Well, I've got Josh uh, in there. Yep. Eleven eleven games, eleven caps for Australia, eighteen. For Queensland, David Ferner, I think he's, yep. he's an assistant coach at the moment. At the Bulldogs. The dogs. Yeah, flying high. Ruben Wicky, Bradley yep. Clyde. Oh, Ruben Hacker was Clyde, Ruben Wickey, Clyde. Uh, Yeah. Lomax, back in the day, played 15 games yep. for uh, New Zealand. So yep. that would be... That'd be the ones that I used to watch yeah. growing up playing footy. Is there any there that for, I've missed or you could think? I think they had Glenn Lazarus. Oh, the yeah, brick, yeah, the brick yeah, wall. Lazo yeah. played there. Lazo, yeah, Lazo was there. Just brick wall with eyes, mate. Yeah. I, I actually think Canberra going to win this game. Yeah. Wow. And I know soccer, you're a CS man. I know. I, I'm, I'm nervous everywhere. I don't. I think this is a very much a danger game for the Bunnies at the moment. I, they're playing very inconsistent footy. Canberra coming off a good win last week where they showed a lot of fight. And what I liked about their win last week was it showed that, you know, I went to the final when they played the Roosters a couple of years back. And they played like a team that was desperate. They played like a team that was hungry. And that was the first time this season, last round, that I actually saw those characteristics where they showed a lot of fight. They showed a lot of uh, stamina and showed that they'll fit to go the full 80. So you know, I think coming off that win, they're going to have a lot, a lot of confidence. So mm. yeah, big, big worrying, worrying game for the Bunnies. They're one of those teams this year, Canberra, when you expect them to win, mm. they lose. And when you expect them to lose, they win. I don't think I've tipped one Canberra game all season. <laughs> well, they were great last week. I thought that was that was a sign of showing everyone what they can do, yeah. what they're capable of doing. They've done the Sharks twice now in the one season. I'll tell you what. You said before, Manly done for the year with no turbo, right? Mm. I'm working to the ladder here, and I'm going to go on a limb and say the top eight we have now will stay the top eight. The only change I can see is potentially Canberra sneaking in and Seas dropping yes, out. Yeah. So that's why this game is actually really important because well, that, yeah. it's actually a lot of them on the cards. A lot of, I'll, you know, it is so much on, at stake at the moment because Canberra, want, they've had a few lean years and they're a pretty proud club. So they want to get in there. And Seas, you know, the, the last thing they want to do is, is drop off the rate as well. So this game is so important for both teams. Yep, couldn't agree more, mate. And I, uh, you know, watching the Bunnies, they, they almost strike me as two similar teams. Just looking for something to connect and click. You know, I think when Whiten's on... Uh, you know, Canberra's on and looking at, at the moment, Damien Cook being interviewed when he runs over 90 metres south wind. So my, yeah. my opinion is we may as well put Cookie at fullback and just get him to get those 90 up quickly in the first half. <laughs> <laughs> so we can get like a winner. That. I like it. We've got the, uh, I've got the team list in here. So there's quite a few changes for Canberra. So if Brad Schneider comes back in for Matt Frawley. They've oh, dropped the Frawley, which surprising. <laughs> I thought Frawley was really good yeah. the past two weeks, probably mm. their best. Uh, Jack Whiten back from suspension. So that's a huge in for them. Uh, they've got Zach Wolford backing up again this week at Hooker. He debuted last week, had a huge game. And Elliot, uh, Adam Elliott comes in at lock, replaces Corey Harawira Naira, who drops out of the side. Is that an injury or what's, what's Corey out for? It doesn't, it doesn't oh, appear yeah. to be. Yeah. Um, 
He does chop and change with that lineup a bit, Ricky, doesn't he? Um, he's not afraid to drop a player. Mm. Uh, they, they seem to have settled on their centre pairing now of Tomoko and Chris, Sebastian Chris. I was really surprised that Sebastian Chris wasn't getting a run at the start of the year. They seem to be prefer- preferring uh, Valame, semi-Valame. Um, what do we think? White and back, uh, Snyder at, at halfback. This is almost back to their full-strength team now. Is, is that enough? Yeah, I think it is. And I think looking at their previous form, a lot of their issues have been scoring points in the second half. They've been getting out pretty well, defending pretty well and competing for that first half. But I think they went five rounds in a row, barring round two where they come back from 22-0 against the Titans, I think it was, or 20-0 and beat the Titans 22-20. They just could not score points in the second half. Auckland ran over them only a couple of weeks back. It was only the Sharks last week where, as I said, you saw that sort of um, re-emergence of that passion or that ability to stay in the contest for 80 and finish off a game of footy. So, yeah. you know, the danger signs are there. They can put the first 40 together, but for whatever reason, they, they were scoring literally no points in that second 40. So, mm. um, as I said, I, I think White will be key for them uh, in, in this matchup again today. You mentioned the, the Sharks, their sock. They come up in our second game this afternoon, Sharks versus Titans. Uh, for Nukin out, we saw that nasty head knock Again last week, would would he be starting to worry now, Timmy? Do you reckon about the the number of head knocks he's had in a short period? Oh, it's easy for me to say now as a retired player. And looking at the players now that I'm out of that bubble, I I, I do get concerned. I, I watch it and I think, gee, like there's so much more to life than yeah. <laughs> playing one more game or having no week off. Um, but when I'm in there and I was in the bubble, there was one year where I had eight head knocks in one year. And, oh, yeah. Um, doesn't matter how much people try to tell me to be careful. It's yeah. like in my head, I'm like, well. I'm fine. I'm, I'm good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now that I'm out of there, I'm like, gee, like I was, I was an idiot sometimes. Like, yeah. Just, and the first half of my career, especially, like that was when we started paying attention to head knocks. The first half of my career, head knocks weren't a thing, mate. You, you shake it off. Like if you thought of coming off the field with a head knock, it was embarrassing. Like, yeah. it's not even, yeah, it's not even a cork. Just you know, you shake it off. And we speak to past players now, and you that feeling of you see white, you kind of come to, you don't know where you are. Okay, yep, I'm here. Okay, and you're back, and you kind of slowly it's get back crazy, to it. Crazy, isn't it? Well, yeah. you look, yeah. We, I mean. Sorry to cut you off, but the CTA, you look at Roy Simmons is going for a walk at the moment for mm. uh, Alzheimer's, and you're looking mm. at these past players where, it, look, it may not be immediate, and at the time, as you said, you'd get on the field, and you, yeah. were, you were considered soft if you, if you yeah. got off, and now this might not be something that may hit you for 10 or 20 years down the line. It's only now guys like Boyd Cordner are, are, are sort of getting that advice, so... Thanks, mate. Yeah, cheers. You're screwed, mate. Right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, Hang on, mate. The mic's over here. Where are you? There you go. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, it, yeah, like I said, it's um, and watching Fanuki, I actually feel for him because I know I know what it's like as a player. You want to play, and it doesn't matter whether yeah. it's a head knock, whether it's an ACL, it doesn't matter what injury you have. You want to get back on the field ASAP. You're competitive. That's why you're an athlete. You guys are all in the same boat. Mm. Um, I just think that. You know, if I was advising him, I'd say just, just, just be careful look, and make sure you feel 100% before you come back. Take that bit of extra time. So they lose for Nukin, but they've got Wade Graham and Cam McGuinness there. It's a team chock full of leaders, isn't it? Um, they're two guys that I feel like you'd, you'd follow into battle, right? Yeah, and I think that's been the, the key to success. The, the recruitment they've done, they've signed guys that aren't just good on the field. They're guys that actually bring lots to your culture and that guys you can build a club around. Uh, Nico Hines, Fanukin. Uh, Cameron McGuinness, like you said, and obviously Wade Graham, he's been there flying the flag there for a while, but they've got some good leaders there. And that's how you build your club around guys like that. Uh, and on top of that, Craig Fitzgibbon, who I've, I've got a, a mountain of respect for. I love the way he coaches. I love the way he interacts with his players and also the brain he's got. He's got a you know, really mm. clever football brain. So um, I've got no doubt they're going to 
Yeah, they, they probably dropped off the radar a little bit last few weeks, but they'll come back in there next next few. So you can listen to that game live here on SEN Nasavo. We've got Braybrook, Sattler, and Belcher calling that one. Ooh, another that, Canberra great, Belcher. Yeah, mm. that, that, not that, the front row though. I yeah. think it'll be a good game that one actually. You know, the Sharks need to bounce back. They've they've had a couple of rough weeks there, and the mm. Titans. Well, you you never know what you'll get from the Titans. All right, Paddy. Got some highlights from Friday night. Tigers and the Bulldogs. <laughs> Put me out of my misery. Let's hear it. Hastings. Dubbing it short. Brilliant. From Jackson Hastings. To set it up. For Stafford Dyer to get his first try as a Tiger. Brown. Right side. And it has kicked over the top. If he gets the bounce, he does. Cooper Crump was his hero. The Scone Thoroughbred has scored for the Tigers. And maybe his value to a potential center in the Dolphins is going up by the minutes. It is the last tackle Docker Clayton. Yeah, that's good from you, Paddy. That's good from you. I was wondering where we were going with that music, and then yeah. there it was, Eye of the Tiger. Saw Timmy doing a little jig over there. Oh, big <laughs> Katy Perry fan. Yeah, same. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Music or appearance? Bit of both. Yeah. <laughs> Quite the same. Um, uh, hang on there, Paddy. Um, just a quick one, mate. Do we have any uh, do we have any dogs highlights from that game? Because that was all Tigers. You got anything lined up for us? I'm in the NRL, Marshall King, right for Dufty. Alpine Wright Jr. Look out for an offload. There it is. Some highlights for the Bulldogs. This year you could almost call the Canterbury Bulldogs highlights the Matt Burton highlights. It's a bit of a, a one-man team at the moment. One thing I was a little offended by during the game, and Timmy, I'd like to get your thoughts on this. The West Tigers have stolen the Lebanese drums. That's a Bulldogs thing. That's always been a Bulldogs thing. <laughs> but you look at the Tigers, they got obviously Robbie Farrell on their coaching staff. Yeah. So you reckon Adam, Robbie's brought it in. Adam Dewey, Alex Twal. They, yeah. They've just got a... It's the majority there. of the Lebanese community Fair playing. enough. Well, they I'm, deserve the drums. I'm going to call Hazem during the week and say, Hazem, we want those <laughs> yeah, drums back. the drums. Yeah, yeah we want the drums style. back. Well, you know, you're a Bulldogs fan. That was. That I was, remember, yeah, going to the games yeah, as a kid. Yeah. The, the drums, yeah, it was. Uh, the Bulldogs army with the drums and the flares. Remember and, the, the, what burnt me as a player? As a player, player, sorry, I um I used to love watching Parra Bulldogs games. They're always great, oh same Parra yeah. Bulldogs, Bulldogs Dragons. There was a big blue in the crowd once, and it was a Parramatta yeah. Dogs game. So then yeah. they banned Parramatta mm. Bulldogs games getting that. played at Parramatta Stadium mm. for like 10 years because um, 
because of security. There was enough security at those stadiums yeah. for me to be at ANZ. Yeah. And I, that was my whole career. So I literally, my whole career, I never got to play the Bulldogs in oh, Parramatta. Oh, you're kidding. So where would they and just play at ANZ? They said all the games, so both games of the year would be at ANZ. Oh, yeah. yeah. I yeah. was talking to uh, Aaron Warburton, CEO of, of the Bulldogs. Um, You're in line for the yeah, coaching job, eh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually I'm petitioning for a spot on the wing. Yeah. <laughs> you, 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 you need some stuff with us in yeah in the in the pools, Parramatta pools. Is that, is that you or not? Uh, I didn't work with Parramatta. I, I I have trained out at Parramatta pool over the years. It, you, you might have you just got in his way. You won't believe this. Olympics yeah. and Timmy's just. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you won't believe this sock. So Parramatta had this beautiful Olympic swimming pool. You know where that pool is now? Straight under Combank Stadium. Yeah. <laughs> they concreted it and put the stadium there. It's very controversial, mate. So, the, the locals weren't happy. Yeah, for any young swimmers in the Parramatta area, no longer. That said, though, there is the, the new plans for the new the new pool, the new facility is actually pretty incredible. There's a new one yeah, is there, near the cool. stadium. No, nah, it's actually where the old uh, golf course is, uh, just a bit further out of Parramatta. Yeah, like, it's in okay. Parramatta still, but near Parramatta Westfields. Yeah. Well, anyway, I was talking to Aaron Warburton. I went and watched the Panthers. Um, Bulldogs game out at uh, out at the new Parramatta Stadium. I said, imagine this stadium when the Bulldogs and Parramatta are both uh, powerhouses at the same time. Because those early two thousands Bulldogs Parramatta games oh. used to be off the oh, chart. There was some yeah. absolute humdingers, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, humdingers. yeah. Humdingers. Yeah. Humdingers. Right, my, my my favorite game of my career was a Parabolas game. Was the the '09 preliminary final? I remember so it. They, yeah, they scored. What they came home late, didn't they? With the wet sail, the doggies didn't. Oh, they? No, that was '98. That was that was a bit. Before yeah, 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 yeah. No, oh, the, okay, this yeah. this Parramatta that, that was around the time of Fui Fui Moi Moi. I remember Ben Hennett going head to head with Fui right, Fui yeah, a yeah, couple yeah. of times. Mick yeah. Ennis. That game was actually Hasm's last game of his career. So was it? I was pretty. I was, as a Hasm fan, I was yeah, I was glad yeah. to be part of it. But um, yeah, good day. I got my first try. I didn't get many tries. So six. Yeah, one in that game. Yeah, six. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> and that was the year you guys went through to the grand final against so that game was Melbourne. The grand final. Yeah. Oh, was it? Yeah, so it was like yeah, seventy-seven thousand yeah, yeah. or something like that. Oh my word! And, when, and yeah. they haven't done this much, but when they sold the tickets, they asked who you went for. So when we came out of the tunnel. It was literally split in half. One half of the stadium was all blue and gold. One half was all blue and white. And the whole yeah. game was just back and forth. The crowd was just electric. I loved it. it uh, yeah. Cool. And you got your first ever NRL try in front of 77,000. Yeah. And that's when Hainsey was on fire. So what I did was I just, I hadn't scored all year. Yeah. So I was just stalking him. Every time he was he had the ball, I was just like trying to follow him to uh, yeah. get, a, get a try. <laughs> trying to keep up with him. And sure enough, last tackle got the ball and he tried to pass it to Daniel Mortimer. And I've just in front intercepted, of it. <laughs> got the ball between the two of them. How good. That's desperation for yeah. you. Tell me, so you've you've been a Bulldogs fan and then you've played for Para. The the issues they used to have in the crowd and stuff like that. Who who was that? Whose fault was that? Was that Bulldogs fans or was that Para? Do you mean the Lebanese people? Is it? Is that well, they, <laughs> probably the Lebanese drum people. Um, <laughs> no, nah, I think it was a bit of both, mate. We um got what, who's Para got? So we had the Bulldogs army. Yeah, uh, at Canterbury. What, what's Para's fanatics the, the called? The Blue and Gold Army. Blue and Gold Army. Blue and Gold Army. What's, what's the dogs one? Bulldogs Army. Now they call oh, them the kennel. the kennel. The Kennel. Yeah, uh, they're, the they're, Bulldogs Army sounds a bit. Yeah, it was better. Yeah, well, Blue and Gold Army sounds very similar as well. Yeah. What's, what's the burrow? The burrow is the, the burrow. one. Yeah, it's yeah. the burrow, yeah. I think we actually might have a little bit of uh, footage here. We've been able, Paddy's been able to dig it up of uh, Timmy's first try. Oh, let's take a good. listen. Oh, let's go. It's found Tim Manor, and Manor has scored. Sends it up, short ball to Robson, gets through the front line, keeps it light. Back to Kingston, back on to Manor. Oh, you, and gave the little finger point and the kiss. Look at How that, good. eh? <laughs> Memories. How good is it to have your, uh, your, your your highlights, your first NRL, NRL try like that, called by Ray Warren with mm. Sterlo chiming in? 
It's even oh. better when you bring in your own video so we could play it. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's good. <laughs> <laughs> that, that was nice of you, mate. I wrote that video on my phone, so whenever anyone asks, I just play it straight away. <laughs> Did you tell me uh, after? Oh, you, you might not have gone out after that one. It was week before the grand final, but you go out after the grand final. Do you have that one in the back pocket at the nightclub, ready to whip out and go, girls? Check out this. Try in front of seventy-seven thousand. Six foot six, six foot six sideways. Yeah, and tight. I don't think yeah. he needs the video. Does yeah. He? Yeah. Yeah, no, nah, you, you did feel pretty cool for that week. <laughs> yeah, as, as, yeah. as a young kid coming through, I was yeah. like, um, but then we got grounded pretty quickly down to earth after losing the grand final a week after. So, yeah. Um, what a place to score your first try, though. 77,000. Did you ever get, was there ever in football you'd get incentivized? You'd had your contract. Was there any incentivized to score tries or anything like that? Like, nah. No, well, never pretty not, flat not, contracts. Maybe not for a front row. I hope you didn't get paid for <laughs> <to> a try. <laughs> I'm going to have to pay my bills. <laughs> <laughs> I, um, I actually. We are, I used to get match payments. So that was kind of an incentive for like younger kids that are just starting out. So you get your contract, yeah. but if it's a smaller contract, you get match payments for every game you play. Okay. So I got five grand for my first game, and then three grand a game per game after that. After. Yeah. And my first year, which was only I had matches, I, I debuted round one, and didn't miss a game till ever like a whole game. So like I played twenty eight games. I couldn't have I couldn't have milked it anymore. Right. And then, the, and then <laughs> after, after that year, the club said, okay, no more matches next year. We'll, uh, we'll change After pay, you give you a flat yeah, contract. Yeah, yeah. But so I, I, first try in 2009, did they come thick and fast for you after that? <laughs> it was a very lean, <laughs> lean few years afterwards. I, we, made the, we made the grand final that year. I thought, you know what? This is easy. We make grand finals yeah. every year. And as a para junior, we always had success at a younger age. Yeah. And I don't know if anyone follows the NRL closely, but after 2009, apparently we didn't play a finals game until 2017. Oh, it was yeah. a lean, lean few years, guys. Yeah. I had, I had, what did we have? Four different boards, six different CEOs. I played on six different coaches. Um, yeah, over a hundred plays throughout my career at the club. We just roll through a lot of oh a, a lot of a lot of changes. Eight I saw a lot of things in my time. Playing a single finals game. Yeah. That's some good off season trips though. Oh great off season. <laughs> the, the best part about that was I was able to plan my off season trip in advance. <laughs> Halfway through the year I knew we were done. I'm like, okay, well I'll be able to leave. <laughs> I'm not gonna stay for the final. I will probably get to the Europe summer yeah. since September. Yeah, yeah. mate, I can make your wedding. <laughs> Isn't that round one of the finals? No yeah. problem, mate. <laughs> <laughs> you kinda you you reached the pinnacle. In your first year, it's tough, isn't it? Like, where do you? I mean, obviously, you didn't win the grand final, but you almost did everything there was to do in that first year. Of course, you went on to play, to play Origin and, and international football later on. But in terms of crowds and moments, you, you did it all straight off the bat. Yeah, it, was, uh, it made the rest of it feel worse because you know what it does taste like the success. So I keep looking back at and I'm thinking how mad that, how enjoyable that ride was. And yeah. I get envious of watching teams like Melbourne that are always just doing it. They're always mm. winning. Yeah. Um, but it was, you know, and I looked, you know, I talked about, you know, origin players getting picked on those top teams. I made origin on the back of those, the, those first Successful couple of years. Teams, yes. Yeah. And then I, when I will come in like second last and last for a couple of years, I was playing the exact same footy that I was playing when I played origin. Mm. I was coming in a team that was coming last. So Not it, it makes it a lot harder to kind of put your case forward and coaches to pick you. And even mm. though they might like you and mm. for them, they got to defend themselves and say, well, why are we picking this guy? The team's obviously struggling. Yeah. Was, was that tempting then to, to leave para? Yeah, yeah. There was, yeah. I was only once in my career where I was really tempted to leave. Um, and it wasn't because of that. It was just because we had so many changes. You know, where, and it was that, you know, Ricky Stewart walked out. He, he was yeah. done with us. Yeah. And there was a time there I was like, you know what, well, maybe it's time to have a look elsewhere. Yeah, yeah. Um, I stayed. I'm glad I did stay because, you know, looking back now, I'm, I'm, I'm actually am proud to say I stayed there. One club man. Yeah. And you got, a, yeah. you got a gig out of it. You're an ambassador there at the Eels. Ambassador there, which is um, nice to keep connected with the club, connected with the sport. And obviously, um, I get to do this for enjoy as well. Yeah. And you captain, captain the club as well. Like, that's got to be. 
Yeah, well, looking back, you know, as a kid, you think captaining is 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 awesome. You know, you want to be the captain. I was captain of our you know of our twenties team. I was captain of you know Australian schoolboys and junior kangaroos and all that stuff. But if I if I'm being honest with myself now, I got made captain at twenty five, so kind of like the midway point of my career. And if, I reckon that was the point where things started becoming less fun. Yeah, so up, up until then, Too I was mate, living a dream, a kid, yeah. playing first grade, getting yeah. paid good money, yeah, with yeah. your mates, yeah. no stress, no like you didn't you didn't feel much of the the pressure, mm. yeah. And then once I got made captain as a twenty five year old, a lot of like you, everything's came a lot more serious. Yeah. Everyone um, else's problems is your problem. Yeah, you'd lose a game, you'd, you'd struggle to sleep yeah. at night because you know that it's going to be a longer week. Um, yeah, you know, yeah, when coaches walked out, or when um, you know boards changed or CEOs changed, you knew that you were going to get dragged into all this stuff you didn't want to get dragged into. Um, so things change a lot then. So looking back now, I'd probably tell players, I know captaincy is a great thing and it's, it is like, there are a lot of accolades that go with it, but it's also, uh, it changes the game for you a little bit and does become less, a bit less fun. It is quite young to become captain, isn't it? 25. Um, who else was at the club at the time? Like what, what were the options? I was my co-captain with Jared and then he, yeah. he left that next year. So then yeah. I was on my own for a year or two. And yeah. then, um, I got made co-captain with Bo Scott for a year. Right. Yeah. Uh, and then he finished up and then, um, Towards the end of my career, I shared it with Gutho. Okay. Oh, nice. Start yeah, taking yeah. it personally when everyone leaves you as co-captain. <laughs> <laughs> is, is it me or you? <laughs> yeah, but yeah. I think it's important to rec- when you are, it's interesting you say that because uh, I'd captain the Blues as well. And I think it's important that you can be a leader without having the C next to your name. So you can be yeah. good at what you do. And if I had my time again at New South Wales I did for two years, I wouldn't say yes to it because I lost all the fun. Uh, yeah. Didn't start playing well. Started doubting my own ability and felt like I had eyes on me every week. When yeah. I shunned that away, I felt like I could be a really good foot soldier. Help my teammates out. Have fun. Be myself. And remember Matthew Mott, who's the white ball England coach, said, said to me the same thing. He said, "You know, you can be still a good leader in this team without having the responsibilities of captain because you kind of need to be a little bit different as a captain. You need to be a bit aloof. You need to make sure you tick every box. You're you're, you're the first there, last to leave, all that sort of stuff." And Yep. Quite, quite rightly said, sucks the fun out of playing. Do you think being the captain, like and there's, like you there's, are today? Yeah, I am the captain. Uh, <laughs> I'm feeling it myself. It's <laughs> taking the fun out of it. <laughs> um, do you think being the captain, like let's say you, you're going on an end of year trip or or mid season, there's a, there's a, a week off or whatever, and the boys are having a night out. Do you think as captain you have to? Not separate yourself from the group a bit, but hold yourself to a higher standard in a way. Like, is is that a thing in a team sport? Because I've I've never experienced that uh, coming from the swim team. Yeah, well, for me, it was I was never the loosest guy in the world either. So yeah. I think that was part of the reason I was captain because I knew I was kind of reliable. You know, I was never the superstar on the field, so I was never the captain like Tedesco. Tedesco's captain because he's a freak. Yeah, I was never a freak on the field. I yeah. was captain because I knew that I had leadership skills and I can, you know, be a consistent leader they can rely on and and can yeah. influence the boys, but. Yeah. Um, there were definitely, I used to have that many sleepless nights. Like when, when we had a big drink, I knew that, um, the next day, Turn the phone off and yeah, hide yeah, under yeah. So I don't like saying out late, late, but sometimes yeah. I'll say it late just to make sure that everything went to plan. Good on you. Yeah. Uh, Sound like yeah. you're a good captain. Oh, yeah, mate, yeah, we, yeah. we had, we had one year where our CEO called me at 6am. It was so, oh, yeah, no. you lose a game on a Saturday, last game of the season, bad yeah. Monday's three days away. Yeah. So, you know, we had the Saturday night, Sunday you're drinking, Oof. Sunday night, come Monday morning, 6am, CEO calls me, he's like, Mate, Timmy, uh, I've got you on speaker with the team, man. I'm like real formal. I oh, know what's happened. He goes, uh, Man, Monday's cancelled this year. You are not to go to the pub. 
And I'm like, oh, oh mate, like, good luck. Good luck. How long? Yeah. Like, th- 30 guys have well, been drinking for two I'm days. I'm already here. You're going to have to drag me off the floor. <laughs> <laughs> I said, mate, I, go, I could try, but the, you know, they're going to be hard to kind of convince not to go to the pub. They're, they're still trying. So it's up to you. And then he'll tell me a few stories of all, this is what's happened last night. Ding, ding, ding. I'm like, yeah, okay. All right. I'll let yeah. the boys know. <laughs> oh, no. I'll let the boys well, know. <laughs> isn't it funny you're seeing Reynolds now? So there was a story out in the Courier Mail. They've obviously got nothing better to do except a bit of talk. What a rubbish syndrome. story. I know. Oh. I know. Like, guys, what a few beers, he's the captain, and the club has to come out and defend themselves, right? Right. Story was, and I hate that I'm giving it airtime, but it only adds into the what yep. we're talking about. And I'm a big Adam Reynolds fan, a Broncos fan, and he's the captain. And he's gone out and had a few beers with his teammates, quiet ones with fans, you know, or may not have had beers, but he was out late. And then that becomes a story, which really frustrates me because this guy's done nothing but turn, do good for this club. But there are people out there who try yeah. and pin you, like they've yeah. done with Reynolds. There's a photo of him the next morning in the same clothes. People are like, oh, he's, you know, he's had some big night out or whatever when he's injured or got the groin strain. Ben yeah. I can come out and defended him and said, look, I want, nothing but a leader yeah. at this club. Come over early on holidays. So it frustrates me a little bit. I'm sure he's on the first person to wear the same clothes two days in a row. Yeah. That's right. It's <laughs> so, on. It's, you look like it's you've got your PJs on today. Yeah, Timmy. I, 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 woke, I woke up on this. I woke up on this. <laughs> All right. Let's go to a break. Remember, you can join the conversation throughout today's show. Call 1300 01 1170. Text us in on 0457 736 736 and DM us on Twitter and Instagram at 1170 SEN and at SEN Queensland. You're listening to NRL Crunch Time thanks to Ignite HQ. To win the ultimate state of origin experience, visit ignitehq.com.au. Follow Crunch Time on Dabble. Go on, have a dabble. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. All right, guys, now it's time for a double update. Joining me now is Josh. How's your weekend been, mate? And I've uh, heard we've had a little win here at SEN. Yeah, a little win. I'll tell you what, you're on fire constantly. Show them why you've got the job in the big seat, mate, because uh, yesterday, nice little win. And Georgia Lawara got up. The Cowboys, rather, got up. Penrith as well. So that's a nice little multi there, paying 552. Um, so we're on fire here at the SEN team. Now, are you going to let the listeners know what we've got in store for today's multi? That's right. So the Crunch Time team have gone... South Sydney to get up, the Rabbitohs. Uh, maybe uh, that, that's a nice one there. And the Cronulla Sharks as well, but over 12. What leg do you like there? Well, I'm a Bunnies fan, mate, so I'll, I'll take them and go <laughs> you any day of the week. Um, mate, for those who don't know, can you tell us a little bit about Dabble? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so basically, social media meets betting. So instead of scrolling through your feed and you're seeing people's food on Instagram, what you're seeing is your mates uh, putting their tips up, the experts like yourself sharing their tips, and getting involved in banter as well, which is great. So you can chat to other punters while the games are going on, get your thoughts on that, and uh, yeah, which is fantastic as well. So, I mean, you'll have to jump in there, Steve, share some banter. I know you're pretty quick-witted. I'm, I'm, I'm a poor pun of a quick-witted, so I don't know how that works on the double platform, mate. Um, but, yeah. Well, that's the thing. You copy other people's bets. You just literally have to... Uh, you don't have to do anything. It's like year 11 and 12 all over again. Well, I got... Uh, <laughs> Toughest four years of my life, year 11, mate, so... <laughs> well, you can download the app, follow the Crunch Time NRL team, and go on, have a dabble, dabble socially, and gamble responsibly. Good on you, Josh. Thanks for your time, mate. We'll speak to you next Cheers, week. Cheers, guys. Have a good one. Enjoying Crunch Time banter? Check out Dabble Banter channels and copy Crunch Time bets. Go on, have a dabble. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. 
dead play and it's another one for Perrin. There he goes, Croker. Croker at the middle, West Turbo. He's getting into the clear. Tom Trevojevic, what a tackle. Well, he was held back. The, the shortage in the back row. Hang on. Trevojevic, Turbo in the clear. Fires it away. Manly for the line. And Harper has scored after half-time. Served it inside the lane. Lane with a one-handed pass. Lovely. What a response from Parramatta. Lovely. Oh, it's game on. Gutherson. Papali'i. Yeah, huge moment there from Mitch Moses uh, after the full-time siren from the sideline. He missed one of those. Who was that against last year, Tim? He had a shot from the sideline. Was it was it the Penrith one where he hit the post? Yeah, um, he's had a couple, and he's just iced this one. And geez, he he fired up. After I thought it was on kick. slow mo when it when it well, maybe it was on slow mo, but it felt <laughs> like it was just this extended flexed muscle yeah. roar to the ground. Yeah. It would have been a decent. I think you're, you're right. Yeah, he's had a few opportunities to ice some moments, and he's yeah. he hasn't really nailed them. And I think mm. that was like the just such a relief for him because he knew yeah. that just to get the monkey off the back. I think it's, the more you fail at doing it, the more it kind of gets to your yeah, head. Yeah. So I think he's just kind of got the monkey off the back, and he goes, "Well, you know, I can do it now." And I mean, f- hopefully that will help him in the next one as well. I feel like Mitch is almost taken another step up again this year. Um, already one of the elite halves in our comp, but remember only a couple of years ago, people were questioning his pay packet there at, at Para and would he ever kick on? And, you know, he still had some errors in his game, but for mine now, he's he's a top five half in the NRL every day of the week um, and has, has really put himself in that elite status of uh, NRL halfbacks. Yeah, for sure. And we talk about... You know how it's a dying breed that you know the quality halfbacks, yeah. and you know there's it's so important the ones that you do have to to hold on to them, and make them um, you know, continue to be that key player for your team. And he's been great the last, especially the last couple of seasons. He's gone to another level, um, and if Parra any chance of, of winning, I think the the big help for him this year has been Dylan Brown's form as well. Mm. Yeah, it's taken a lot of pressure off Mitch, and he's been able to focus on just controlling the game. And Dylan's helping him out a lot as well. So they, they're combining really well. You know, you chuck Gutho at the back, Reed at hooker. It's a really healthy spine. You're, you're at Parra. You're around the club. Is there a feeling that this is the year? Like we've spoken about some of their other losses for, for next year, but Reed Marnie leaving that club is a huge out. Their spine is just it's almost perfect at the moment for the style of football they play. So is, is there a feeling with Reed going next year that this is the year they need to win it? Um. Oh, well, you know, Josh Hodgson's coming next year, so there's still, like, a, a good spine there. But I think, you know, the, it's the other guys leaving as well. There's Reed going, but all the other guys you mentioned before, you know, Ray Stone, Papa Lee, Oregon, Morata, um, a lot of those guys are going to be missed next year. So it's not just um, Reed. So it is, I think, I think this is their best chance. This is probably the best chance power I've had to win a comp in the in the last, you know, 15 years. Wow. Um, so it's a, it's a real big, yeah. and there is a feeling, like we had a 75th anniversary uh, a couple of months ago, and there was a feeling at that, at that luncheon that, you know, this this is the year that they do it. Um, and they've, you know, they've been in Penrith in Penrith. They've been in Melbourne in Melbourne. So there's no reason why they can't do it. Mm. Um, but it's just going to depend on how they go towards the end of the year. Hopefully we get there healthy again like we have every other year. Um, you know, we've been lucky with injuries over the last couple of seasons. And if we can get there healthy, um, there's no reason why we can't. The one I was looking at uh, the other night on the extended bench, and he kind of slipped out of my mind, Mike Acevo. 
mm. is on the way back. Add Mike Acevo into that team. Holy dooly. Yeah, he, he came back in reserve grade last week and um, scored two tries. Didn't set the world on fire, but gee, he was just, you know, he's big. You know, like you just forget how big he is. And his presence in the team is going to be uh, a huge X factor as well. So I can't wait to see him back there. There was a couple of, uh, let's call them contentious calls towards mm. the back end there. Manly uh, had a little bit go against them. Um, the Sean Kepi Simbin for the lifting tackle. We saw it was similar to the uh, Aaron Shoup lifting tackle for the Bulldogs. I don't know. I feel like we're giving 10 in the bins out far too often at the moment. Yeah, and that, that one really hurt Manly Seagulls. You know, yeah. it was like that, that last 10 minutes, they were just hanging on. They are like a boxer with one arm, just trying to keep throwing punches. <laughs> like, <laughs> they, lost, they lost, Turbo went down injured. They lost him. So when he went down, you know, oh, they're mm. going to struggle. They won't score points here, but can they hold yeah. on? Yeah. And then they lost 12, to go down to 12 players, lost one in the bin. You know, oh, no, they got 12 players. They're going to hold on. And they kept holding on. And then they get that, that last penalty when they that tackle out the sideline, oh, yeah, couldn't believe that one. That yeah. one, that one was one that broke him. Because if they get the ball there, it's game over. Yeah. Two and a half minutes, yeah. three minutes to go. Yeah. They held on, yeah. and I'll, they get the ball down Paris in, and I reckon they hold on to win the game. But yeah, that, that, was, that one was a straw that broke the camel's back. That, that was a harsh one. Uh, we've got some some audio of Desi. He was none too impressed by that one either. Yeah, it wasn't high. No. It was a good tackle. It's a brave tackle. It's a they're called a try save. Yeah. You know, and the idea of the game is defence and the idea of a try save is to um, to come up with big plays. It was a great play. Disappointing too on the result, you know, like like of a, on the back of a 9-2 penalty count, you know. He legged them back. They got legged back into the game, I thought. You know, a couple like and wear, you know, a couple of stupid penalties we gave away, but... Yeah, I thought uh, very dubious calls. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, doesn't yeah. mince his words, does he? Yeah. Does he He's called a try saver uh, if you uh, hadn't heard yeah. of it. Yeah. <laughs> Not too happy like, about that one. Um, <laughs> what a way to slap the referees without slapping the referees. Like just <laughs> uh, yeah, that's the game. You're meant to stop the points. Yeah, uh, try saver. The referees that's would definitely defense. be scared of a, a Desi spray. Also, we spoke to remember we spoke about uh, to Jaleesa about interviewing Desi. Uh, is it sort of a bit intimidating? Because he, he does have a crack at you, doesn't he, without directly saying what he's thinking? Yeah, I spoke, I spoke to one of the reporters that told me that Wayne Bennett is the very scariest. hard. So he walked into a press yeah. conference and he like stare you out when you like, in the first walk in, like <laughs> yeah, to stare yeah. at you. And if you ask a bad question, he'll make sure everyone knows it's a bad question. So like, <laughs> yeah, I kind of want Edge like, to ask this question or not. Yeah. Mm. So uh, look, it's it's an uphill battle now for Desi and, and the Seagulls. Tom Trebojevic injured. Um like he spoke about, Timmy, you have got to have a bit of luck to have a run at a, a title. What do we What do we think this does to Manly now? Oh, I think it it, it crawls their season. Like they they yeah. can't they can't obviously win the comp from here without Turbo. And that's the thing when you when you have so much of your salary cap in just some key players, it does hurt your ability to perform without them. You know, and yeah. I'm talking from experience. Parramatta, we used to put all our eggs in Jared Haynes' basket, and when yeah. he was off the field or when he was injured. Our season was done. Yeah, uh, and I feel like Manly, even though they got some really good talent, they got you know Kieran Foran and Cherry Evans and um, you know Turbo and uh, not Turbo Jake and Schuster, they got some good players there. But just Tom just seems to be the glue that brings it all together. Well, that, the other players were, were rattled by his injury as well. Here's what uh, Jake Trebojevic had to say. Oh, I thought it was a brave effort going to Kieran. I don't, know, I, felt, I don't know if I'm being biased. I felt like not much went away tonight. So it was, it was, it was a tough night for us. And, 
we did really well to hang in there and yeah, they just got one late. Um, it's pretty disappointing. Uh, a really tough night as well on the on the injury front. Uh, your brother Tom, he's gone off, uh, and I think it was only just a couple of moments ago that you actually heard it was a dislocated shoulder. Yeah. It's, yeah. Oh, the poor fellow, he can't take a trip, can he? Um, I don't know, what do you do down a car? A win would have been nicer. I don't, I don't know what to say. Yeah. Oh, poor old Jake. He's not a bloke you'd, uh, he's a bloke you'd want to play poker against, wouldn't you? He's just uh, leaves his heart on it, wears his heart on his sleeves and shows his emotions. I don't think that clip quite did it justice. So I've spent the weekend uh, toiling up some background music. Let me know what you think. Hit it, Paddy. Oh, I thought it was a brave effort, Danica. Um, I felt I don't know if I'm being biased. I felt like not much went away tonight, so it was it was, it was a tough night for us, and we did really well to hang in there. And yeah, they just got one way. Um, it's pretty disappointing. Uh, a really tough night as well on the on the injury front. Uh, your brother Tom, he's gone off, uh, and I think it was only just a couple of moments ago that you actually heard it was a dislocated shoulder. Yeah. It's, yeah. Oh, the poor fellow can't take a trip, can he? Um, I don't know what he do. A win would have been nicer. <laughs> poor poor Jakey. Poor Jakey. Uh, you got to feel for him. Last week he was all emotional because his brother Ben scored a couple of tries. This week his other brother goes down. Um, a roller coaster of emotions there in the Trebojevic household. All right, let's go to a break. <laughs> Remember, coming up at 2 p.m., we've got Murray Chualangi. You are with NRL Crunch Time. To NRL Crunch Time, James Magnuson here with. Sydney's Sultan of Spin, Steve O'Keefe, <laughs> and, and Timmy the Hitman Mena. Uh, <laughs> I the big guns two hours in. Yeah, I cut that up my sleeve. You like that? Played 11 seasons, not one big hit, but thanks to <laughs> 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 uh, How good. We just saw some uh, some highlights earlier on the TV screen up here. Jeez, Papali'i's had some big hits over the years, hasn't he? He's also had some uh, growth. <laughs> yeah. Watching his, watch, yeah, watching his highlights from when he started, a lean, probably 103 kilos to yeah. what looks like an hour, probably a buck 20. Um, <laughs> Easy. It's just been, it was his fun head to head looks at 120 oh, kilos was, at the moment. It was that, fun to go you? on the journey and just watch him every every year, just the, the body just morph into what it is today, uh, yeah. a powerhouse. So, of course, we're talking about Papa Lee. He plays his 250th this afternoon against... Uh, the Rabbitohs out there at Dubbo. Uh, now, Adrian, uh, sorry, Andrew Demetrio was asked about last time the Rabbitohs played out at Dubbo. Yeah, well, I don't think it get much worse, that's for sure. We've come down here a bit earlier this year. We trained here yesterday. The, the response to the public at training was unreal. And you can see the crowd building today. I want the boys to embrace it and, and get something out of their energy. Yeah, well, look, I thought we uh, were outstanding in the first half. We played probably the best 40 minutes we played all season. Uh, but I felt like we, we didn't respect the scoreboard. You know, we let the scoreboard dictate our energy levels and that let the Warriors back in the game with some loose offloads. And But ultimately, we just didn't play at the level we know we're capable of and we're looking to improve that for 80 minutes this week. Uh, sorry, yes, of course, that was Andrew's cousin, Jason Demetrio, <laughs> who is uh, the coach of the South Sydney Rabbitohs. Uh, Sock, can you tell us, what was the Rabbitohs' last outing to Dubbo? It wasn't good. And if South's last 30 minutes to go against the Warriors is anything to go by, it might be the same here again in Dubbo. So yeah. I think they got pumped 50-odd 50, 50 yeah. to, to four it's against Panthers. Uh, Panthers. Wasn't it? Yeah, it was horrible. So, you know, they've obviously gone down. They've trained, as you said, a bit earlier. I actually got some insight. They went out to the zoo. 
I saw online How on a few good. of the things. The boys had been out to Dubbo Zoo. Yeah. I'm saying that they were getting fed, they were feeding the, the giraffes. And I think there's some funny puns about thinking Campbell Graham was well, with his fam- meeting, meeting his family and friends. Maybe out there they at the practiced zoo. tackling a rhinoceros because that's what it's going to be like this <laughs> afternoon with Papa Lee charging. <laughs> well, I mean, that's a, that's the bunny's problem is they've got to defend better and they've got to complete better. I think they've only completed above 80% twice this year. So that's going to be their biggest challenge. Yeah, it could be a tight one this afternoon. Uh, what do we make of the Rabbitohs, Timmy? Uh, well, I, I can't I can't say they're going to win because you just don't know what team they're going to be. Yeah. Um, they, they're capable of, of beating anybody. Like they got a, You look at their team, I know they're missing, missing Reynolds, but they've still got a team that's got a strong lineup, stars all across the park. But uh, I just fancy the way Canberra are playing. And if Canberra get it right, uh, they're hard to beat. All right, well, of course, that's coming up later this afternoon. You are with the team and NRL Crunch Time. And we're already two hours into the show here on NRL Crunch Time. Sunday's show, it flies. I'm joined by Tim Menner and Steve O'Keefe. Got a text come through here from the Reptile. Tim, Tim, Tim. Drinking before two is not good. Raiders beat Souths, please. If Souths lose, I will clean your house in a French-made outfit. <laughs> <laughs> I don't the rep, know. The Reptile, I've been waiting to see you in a French-made outfit for a long time, so I look forward to it. All right. The reptile, after, get to see the Reptile. Yeah, you see the Reptile in full view. Remember, after the break here coming up, we've got Murray Chualungi at 2 p.m. We'll be talking to him about the big win for the Cowboys over the Melbourne Storm last night. Coming up the Savo. Also, we've got the Raiders taking on the Rabbitohs. Uh, it's all here on NRL Crunch Time. Yeah, welcome back to NRL Crunch Time. Thanks to Ignite HQ to win the ultimate state of origin ex- experience. Visit ignitehq.com.au. I'm echoing there in my own ears. Welcome back to listeners on 1170 SEN and streaming live on the SEN app and the SEN podcast. We've got, <laughs> we've got a bit going on in studio here. Paddy's on the floor, socks throwing stuff at him. Oh, remember, you can join the conversation throughout today's show. Call 1300 1170 text 0457 736 736. Twitter and Instagram, DM us at 1170 SEN and at SEN Queensland. All right. Coming up now, not quite yet. We haven't got Murray on the phone yet. That's why Pat's on the ground. Sock's mm. trying to get his attention. It's oh, all happening good. here. Oh, this gives us a good time to go through some of my favourite uh, photo or messages of the week. So I've got the team of former Canterbury players. This is just for you, uh, Miss Sol, and coaches now at other NRL clubs. And I worked my way back from fullback. Bailey Simonson from the Eels, Tommy Talao, West Tigers, Remus Smith, Storm, and Morgan Harper in, Harper in the centres, Isaiah Tass on the wing, Moses Embai, Adam Kieran, David Clemmer, Damian Cook, Marty Tapao, Sean Lane, Aaron Penne, Dale Fanukan. On the bench, we have Royce Hunt, Makisi Makatoa, Herman SASA, Aidan Tolman and Ben Marshke, uh, coached, assistant coach Steve Price, and head coach Justin Holbrook. What do you think about that there, Miss Oliver? Look, it's a good four pack. Um, <laughs> uh, Would you take any of those blokes there? Yeah. How many of those? You'd take a few, wouldn't Clemmer, you? Cook, uh, Tapao. Sean Lane. Sean Lane, yeah. They, you, you see these ones coming out each year of the West Tigers. Mm. Oh, they're, they're, they're always. There's, there's a para one as well. That there's comes a para. Out. Yeah, yeah. Who's on the Who's the main ones on the para list? Would you say? Oh, we let go of heaps, but I remember there was one year. It was when David Williams and all that were playing, but we had yeah. players everywhere, everywhere. Yeah. Um, you know, Parramatta are a real Williams. nursery. You had 100 they? players, didn't you say, come through your time over nine or 10 yeah, years yeah, and, and they just always went through just evolving. Yeah, yeah. How hard would it be to build culture when you've got blokes who you don't even know they're going to stay half a season? It's yeah. one of my pet picks that if, is football that people are able to change. Like Cody Nicarima playing now for us. you got Lodge, who's left the yeah. Warriors, just 
Well, Schuster, like Manly have gone on a, on a signing spree for Power Juniors, but like Schuster, uh, Daniel Tupper at the Roosters, mm. um, Kepi was in the Power Comp as well. Like a lot of the guys that came mm. from Manly were just bred from the, the Parramatta area. Uh, yeah, good junior base. Remember how I spoke earlier about uh, the South players trying to tackle rhinoceroses? Mm. First tackle of the game, they've, they've tried to tackle Papali'i and uh, we've had Tavita Totola. Gone. Gone with the head, head knock. knock. That's, that's up two about. in three. I think he's only just sort of come back from one because he went in the first five minutes. How many people do you reckon ago? have gone off as a result of trying to tackle Josh Papali'i oh. with a head knock? Oh, well, the, the other thing is, they like, said it happened again. It happened to him recently, but it gets easier and easier. Like, if you had one a couple of weeks ago, yeah. it doesn't take as much to give you another okay. one. Yeah. So that's why the, that whole rest is better to give yourself a chance to recover. Otherwise, it, it comes a lot softer each time. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, we spoke a little bit about injuries for New South Wales. Let's touch on how that Blues origin squad is shaping up at the moment. So the injuries we've got, Cameron Murray's out, Ryan Pappenhausen out, Latrell Mitchell, Dale Finucane, Victor Radley, Tom Trebojevic, all out. Uh so the spots to fill there, obviously the first one that jumps out at me is the number 14 jersey with Pappenhausen out. Uh, where are we thinking there, boys, for, for utility value? Oh, yeah. You could use Wyden there, I reckon. Yeah. Wyden's that guy can play. He can play center, 5'8", um, even the Back tackling, fullback. Yeah, so I, I reckon Wyden would be good at that. But then, you know, Uppy's had a crack at that in the past as well. Yeah. Um, uh, Clint Gullison wouldn't look out of place in uh, number 14 either. Nico Hines. Nico Hines, yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah. what position do you yeah. want him to play? Do you want him to be versatile across well, the field? Do you want? Yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? So Freddie said he was was looking at Pappenhausen at that 14 jersey. So yeah. it sounds like he wants one of those type of players that they chuck in the middle and just rove, like a rover type role. Well, yeah. I feel like the game's changed a bit again because the rules were obviously a bit different to last year. I mean, you know, this is this is when Tommy, Tommy Turbo really put his foot down on the year and yeah. was just playing both sides of the ruck yeah. and was just destroying sides, you know, which, didn't which, know which, which center like was a, playing. Yeah, that was a rover type Who are the centers role. though? Who yeah, well, that's the thing. So we've got both centers, Latrell Mitchell and Tom Trebojevic out. Mm. So some of the names here that we've got available, White and Staggs, um, I like Stags. I think Stags has been playing great this year. I think he will play Stags. Yeah, yeah they've got sort of got that uh, special uh, yeah, talent about him that he can yeah. go up another level and do something special. Yeah. Uh, who's that, the? I keep forgetting his name. The Cronulla. Uh, oh, Talakai. Talakai. Yeah. Guy I think wouldn't be out of place, but has he played enough and done enough? Yeah. Do you think? I think for mine, you go full Penrith connection. You go Crichton Crichton. on yeah. one side. And then he was at Penrith last year, centre of the year, Matt Burton. Um, if you slip him in, you've almost got a complete Penrith backline um, <laughs> with yeah, Toto, Luai, Cleary, Yo playing out the back. Uh, you could have Coruscant in there. It, do you think, Timmy, that you stick to those team connections, or w- would you go elsewhere? I think it's it's a bit of a catch twenty two for the. The Panthers, because you want your players playing rep footy. They come back with great experience in big games, like you've seen Melbourne do so many times. But the other thing it does is expose you to injury. You know, like you got so many key players playing a lot of football, not getting a break when everyone else is getting a break. Coming to the end of the year, a bit more tired of fatigue. And if it's only a few plays, you can get away with it. But if it's half your team, mm. um, you know, you kind of do open yourself up to injuries. We talk about getting to the end of the year with the, the best team on the park. While it's great to get good, more experience in big games, it does leave you open to. You know, losing players towards the end of the year. Yeah. So and then the other the other one where the stocks are thin at the moment, the back row. So it appears like we're gonna play uh Cameron Murray there in the back row. We've had multiple injuries. 
I think um, he's back. I think he's back on the cards think now. Think he'll be back? Yeah, they're, they're talking about him being right to go. Okay. okay. So we'd have Isaiah Yo at lock. Yeah. Everyone mm. agree with that? Yeah. Yep. Cameron Murray in the second row. Who who partners Cameron Murray? Would you go a, a Crichton? Would you go a Liam Martin? Kaloa Matangi? Well, that's who I'm going to go. Only because I'm going Kaloa Matangi? Yeah, I'll yeah, go Akalawadu. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah he's, I, I reckon he's just... Great player, and yeah. if you play, put him in a, like a team that's surrounded by good players, he's, he'll never let you down. Mm. I yeah. like the way he's played for the last couple of years, proved himself not just this year, but over the last few seasons. And probably also emerging there, um, the other back rower, his name escapes me now. Um, great ball player, played 5'8", now in the second row over there. Schuster. Oh, yeah. At Manly. He's, I think he's a future rep player. He could fill that 14 jersey really well because he could come on and play in the halves. Or the back row. Um, yeah, it's going to be an interesting one. Text text or call us um, here at 1170. Uh, call us in on 1300 01 1170 or text on 0457 736 736. Who do you think should be in the centres and the back row for New South Wales? Now, Timmy, this is one that he, your opinion matters a lot on. Uh, the props, the starting props and, and the bench. Uh, who have you got? Well, I've got... Junior Bolo as uh, yeah. Bolo, yeah. Bolo as one of my first ones. Um, obviously he'll be there. The the other starting prop spot is actually one that I don't, I can't pick. You know, Reed yeah. Campbell. If I take my Parramatta hat off though, I don't know um, if there's anyone else out there. There's Jake Tabori, which I think will play on the bench as a front rower. Um, I don't think he'll be playing in the lock position. Do we know if Payne Haas will be back? Oh, sorry, Payne Haas. I think that's the obvious one on our nose. Yeah, I think well, Payne Haas. He's been injured, though. Shoulder, isn't it? Yeah. He's got that AC joint injury, which... Yeah. Which... ACs are all right. Like, he can come it's back right. and play with that. Yeah, yeah. They'll get a jab in that. and you can get a jab with that. I, I, um, yeah. So, last year, Freddie went with Haas off the bench a mm. couple of times, I think, with yeah. um, with Saifidi starting. Saifidi's a bit out of form this year, isn't he? I don't think he'll be in the team. Yeah. I, I just can't just... Like, he's probably been the second best Saifidi te- player in that... Nice yeah, thing. strange, yeah. isn't it? Um, yeah, and and Clemmer has come back to form a bit uh, of late, but yeah, for mine, I'd, I'd probably go Balbo and um, Haas with Campbell Gillard. You want someone that can play quick as well, like a, you got, and that's where I think Clemmer might struggle at the moment. The new game, yeah. it's so the play of the ball is so important. How fast you can play the ball and the momentum you can build off that. Yeah, um, I just think whoever that front row, he's got to be someone that can create ruck speed and someone that you can build um, quick play the balls off. So if we cast our eyes now up north of the border, the Queensland team, they've got a lot of players in form. Um, we've spoken about a few on the show already today, but if we look at the backs, um, Selwyn Cobbo, Xavier Coates, Corey Oates, the Hammer, Murray Chualangi, how do you think that, that wing, those wing positions will take shape? Oh, mate, it's, I don't really care. It's <laughs> <laughs> um, more like it. Yeah, I, I think Cobbo is obviously going to be there for a long time. I don't know if he yeah. starts this year or not, but he's someone that can really have this a big impact on Origin. Yeah, um, Corey Oates is uh, back in form, isn't he? I reckon it's the best he's seen him play. Yeah, ever even yeah. before he was playing um, rep footy back in the day. I think he's on fire at the moment. Uh, and that's the thing about the Broncos. It's the first time I've seen them all playing with that confidence in a mm. long time. Mm. I think you see a lot more Broncos in that team than you have in the past. Um, yeah, well, I mean, it was funny, wasn't it? Corey Allen got picked out of a, a, a good South team, didn't that's he? Right, you yeah. know, yeah. like he played on the wing when they, they dust us with, yeah. with Bennett, you know. So you can, yeah. I mean, you've got a lot of, I think, guys with probably a little bit more talent than him there's, at the moment running around. There's probably a few bolters for this team if I'm just looking at through their potential squad. So Jeremiah Nenai 
Um, as we said, 10 yeah. tries already this year. He could slot into the second row or potentially on the Where bench. Is, where does Valentine play, though? Probably in the centres, I, I think. Um, if you go Val Holmes and Gagai. Mm. Um, Gagai's just back, isn't he? Gagai's there, obviously. He, like, he's an origin specialist. But yeah. I reckon, I reckon Val Holmes is the best winger in the competition. Yeah, I agree. And I tend at to origin agree level, he's done it. So he's killed it so many times on the wing. I'd have him playing on the wing. So would you, would you slot the hammer in there, maybe? He played centre last year. He was quite good at centre. I thought um, we're missing someone obvious. Who was, um, who was the back rower for, for the Broncos, the captain? What's his name? Um, Capewell. 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 He can play yeah. in the centres as well. He can play mm. in the centres. Uh, we've seen Pat Carrigan in awesome form oh, for the Broncos. Set, yeah. he, he'll be there. We've got Francis Molo, who's been in great form for the Dragons. Yep. Yep. And then a couple of bolters in Ruben Cotter and Thomas Flegler. I think Flegler has been massive for the Broncos Look, off the bench. Just been good. Oh, like I mentioned before, Hess has been playing great footy. Yeah. yeah. He's think... played Origin before, hasn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. he's played so quite a bit of Origin. It's going to be a good series. I think the the few injuries to the the Blues has really evened it up. It um, has, and it's probably any one series, which is great because there's nothing worse than a one sided Origin series. Yeah. Do you get any like free tickets or whatever having like ex Blues player? Mate, if I mention that, I get invited to the the Blues dinner every year. I think yeah. as a past player, we all get invited to that. Jeez, that'd be good. Um, yeah. Yeah. As when I was playing, I just never wanted to go to it because it's weird. It's, being a, a fog, a former Origin player, while yeah. you're still playing, you're like, well, I'm yeah. still trying to get in there. Yeah, yeah. Now, now that <laughs> <laughs> you're well and truly done yeah, when you yeah, get invited like, that lunch. When they're inviting you hang to like the, the past Origin players, <laughs> I'm still playing. <laughs> um, but yeah, as as now as a, as a former player, I can appreciate it a lot more and just go there just for the fun and just enjoy it. Um, but yeah, there, there is a good community of, of players, and you know, it would have been nice. I'd never won a series. We came close in my second season, in my second series, but um. Never won one, but I can imagine the camaraderie of the guys. Like, can you look at the, the Maroons and winning eight of those? Imagine how close they'd be. Absolutely. All right, we've got a call here. I dare say this guy is a big Timmy Manor fan. Jace from North Parramatta. How are you, Jace? <laughs> hey, good, good afternoon, boys. You're Great t- show. Great you're, show. You a Timmy Manor fan? I am a Timmy Manor fan. I'm, I'm, I'm a Warriors fan first off, but I am a Timmy Manor fan. I, you know, he's a, he played uh, brilliantly for the uh, Blue and Gold. And, um, yeah, look, I, I actually have a couple of um, things to chat about, boys. I, I think Stephen Crichton's um, form in the last, uh, well, last oh, year. Yeah. But, but definitely, I think, last night, he almost sewed up, like, that uh, blue spot. Yep. Like, he, he played really well last night. Yeah. Um, so you'd have I don't know in... who the other one, but... Would you have him in there with, uh, with Katoni Staggs or...? You, you, different option, oh, Jace. Yeah, Katoni. Yeah, no, nah, Katoni Staggs is is playing like he's just he's like I don't know what he'd be like to tackle. Did you get to tackle him, Tim? Like, did you you get to wrestle with him? Yeah, I did. Uh, I was a lot younger when I played against him. Um, but he's look watching him now. He's got he's got a lot of strength about him. Um, and he's playing with confidence. That's a key for him. I think the more confident he is, the better player he he is as well. So. I reckon he'd do a great job yeah. in the Origin team. But it's a good point about Crichton, though. Crichton, someone kind of just overlooked sometimes, but he's yeah. It can sometimes seem like the obvious choice. Yeah. What else you got for yeah. us, Jase? Look, the other thing is, um, you know, being a Warriors fan, um, yeah, not much to really talk about. I'm a bit like you, but Missile. I'll, I'll need <laughs> some of your counselling skills. I think um, it's uh, but but I. I just want to see if you guys have got any ideas where Matt Lodge might be landing. Like, what teams, you know, would would need a, you know, borderline. He, he, 
he you know, pushes the pushes the envelope a few times, but he can definitely do a job, and he was doing that for the Warriors. Like him and uh, him and AFB or, or Fenua Blake were making a um, really good combination there. But um, yeah, what what teams do you think? He might be looking to land. Well, to give you a bit of insight, he's just bought a house on the northern beaches, so I don't know whether that helps with your thinking at all. Um, but he has, has decided to move there. But your guess is as good as mine, but he is one bloke that does frustrate me a little bit um, with his career so far. He seems to up and out um, at the drop of a hat and to leave halfway through a season must be frustrating from your point of view. But I'll, I'll flick it over to the two other footy experts. Any thoughts on... Yeah, well, when, it, when I first heard the news, the obvious answer I thought was uh, the Redcliffe team. You know, his, his yeah. father-in-law is the recruitment officer there. Yep. Uh, you know, he's played under Wayne Bennett before and along with Wayne. Wayne was really good to him at Broncos. Um, so I thought that's where he was going. I may may not be wrong, but I think really Redcliffe have come out since and said they're not going to do it. Yep, that's right. Um, so I don't know. I've got no idea, mate. Yeah. yeah. It's a hard one because the game has changed from when he was – the style of front row everyone wanted. There was a point of time where he was the, the kind of front row that you'd everyone be chasing. Whereas now the game's a lot faster. It's a lot more about, you know, generating that ruck speed and all that. So front row is more than just having an enforcer. It's more, it's more about having someone that can, you know, provide you and give you on the front foot, can pass the ball, can offload, can tick a lot of boxes. Yeah. Right. There's a big loss for the Warriors, Jace. But look, I think uh, there's plenty of young forwards coming through at the club. Tohu Harris back now. So the Warriors are on the up, I reckon. Yeah, yeah, no, definitely, yeah. He's he's been a massive um, inclusion. Uh, he's hasn't missed a beat actually since he's come back. But um, you know, they just uh, yeah, missing missing a bit of polish and um, yeah. Actually, yesterday yesterday's game, I don't know if you boys watched it, but um, that rolling mall. Now I, I don't know if they're trying to get back to rugby union. <laughs> hey, that, was, that was a game changer that, that day. Goal, that play was. Wasn't it? Well, like, it and, went from getting a repeat set for the Warriors to the Dragons getting out of the end goal because of that rush. Getting a penalty. And then scoring a try on the other end of the field. Yeah. It was. It's illegal, it was, isn't it? It's actually, like, you can't do it. Yeah. Really? No, no. When, once you place your hands on, like, an attacking player, like as a defender, um, you can you can definitely help your, your player um, defend. But it, it, it's just one of those situations where if that happened you know, 10 metres out, 50 metres out, like any other place on the field, there's no way they'd allow that to continue. Like, it just seemed to go on and on. And I just kept thinking, what what, what are they waiting for? Like, he's either held up or, you know, what? like it just, again, you know, we don't need to go to rugby union. That place, that game's already dead. So Yeah. No, you're right, Jace. Look, Unlucky loss for the Warriors yesterday, but good luck for the rest of the season. Thanks for calling in and enjoy the rest of your Cheers. Sunday, Jace. Cheers. Thanks, boys. Thanks, Jace. Thanks, Jace, mate. Jace from North Parramatta there. We've got another text in uh, from Nick uh, from Hurstville. Got a question. Do you think Lomax is a chance for a centre spot? What do you reckon, Timmy? Yeah, I think so. I think the, the picking order probably goes to um, Stags first. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Crichton, I guess, as well as ahead of him. But Lomax is definitely knocking on the door. Yeah. Uh, As we're talking here, Josh Papali'i in his 250th game has gone over for a try. That was an omen bet for anyone out there, (laughs) any of the punters. Surely you put money on Josh Papali'i on his 250th game. So the Raiders lead Souths 8-0. Going to go to a break. After the break, we've finally got him. Murray Chualangi will be on the line. Wolford goes right. Papali'i trying to crash over. 250, a trademark effort from Big Papa, and 
a try in the milestone game. And back it up again next week, the Canberra Raiders. But they've got the early advantage here, 15 minutes in. Oh, he's missed. Yeah, a couple of poor attempts at, at uh, goal conversions there. But Big Papa Lee, he goes over and he's 250th. It's not quite in front of the 77,000 that <laughs> Big Timmy Mena went over for his try. But, uh, yeah, a try for, for Josh Papa Lee. Then the Raiders up 8-0 over Souths. Uh, do you think this means we might see the reptile in a maid's outfit at your house, Timmy? I can't wait. I can't wait. It's, it's something I've, reptile, we won't see it for a long time, and I'm, I'm, glad, you've, I'm glad you've offered it. <laughs> and while you're there, I might get you to do some cleaning as well, because I'm due for a clean. <laughs> Never doubt the NRL experts on our show, Reptile. He knew what he was talking about, Timmy. Uh, as we see, Souths have got a try gone up to the bunker. I reckon this is a no try here, Sock. What do you uh, reckon? They've played on. They're looking for some obstruction early on. Looks like a no try. But they haven't looked at the grounding, so maybe it might have been obstruction. We'll wait for the on-field decision. The bunker has made a decision. Nah, We're waiting. Likely. This is not good for radio. <laughs> this is horrible. Anyway, 8-0, <laughs> missed two kicks. The Bunnies yeah. will win by 12, so the Reptile <laughs> does know what he's talking about. But. The bunker having some problems getting their uh, feed out to Dubbo. All right, on the line, we've been waiting uh, all show for this one, the big one, Murray Truelungi from the victorious Cowboys side. Murray, are you there? Yes, I'm here. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're Sorry, right, Murray. No, look, we, we give you a bit of leeway after, after a weekend like that. And, of course, you got that miracle pass away last week, the pass of the year in Magic Round. Jeez, uh, you're flying high at the moment, Murray. Yeah, um, the morale in the group's been pretty high at the moment. Um, the last couple of weeks, we've just been sort of nailing down on the little things and, yeah, it seems to be working out. For you personally, uh, when you sit down at the start of the season, what were your goals uh, or, or the things that you would measure success by for this season? Was it origin, finals football or just personal um, sort of performances? Yeah, it was more of... Um, yeah, sort of a personal performance, more keeping it consistent and, um, yeah, then um, just the way the team's been going. Um, Origin sort of been in the books as well. I've been trying to look forward to that. And um, with the group that we have, um, yeah, it's been really easy. Um, yeah, and the team's been going really well and it makes my job a lot easier. Yeah, hey, Murray, it's Timmy Manor, mate, and I've, uh, I've been really enjoying watching you play the last few weeks especially, but... Tell us a bit about your story. Like, I know you, you hail from New Zealand, but how did you end up at the Cowboys? And, and have you, are you a Queensland junior? Is, what's your um, allegiance? And, and how did you end up at the Cowboys? Um, so I started in New Zealand playing Union, and then uh, I moved over at quite a young age. And then um, I played first team for Brisbane State Eye. I had the Cowboys recruit at the time. It was Clinton Zamet. Um yeah, he came and watched uh, a school footy game. Um, and, yeah, sort of went from there. Uh, moved straight out of school, straight up to Townsville, played for the 20 system and um, got my first grade contract the year after and just been up here ever since. Yeah, mate. And so is that mean you're going to be a Queenslander or a Kiwi? Which way are you leaning towards? Oh, yeah, uh, Queenslander. Ah, nice. Oh, okay. Well, there you go. The Who boys. cares then? They'll wrap well, it up. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for coming on, mate. It's your time. <laughs>
Uh, g'day, mate. Steve O'Keefe, a big fan as well. Now, I'm going through your, your profile on here that you've These done Cowboys online. These Cowboys profiles are great. They're amazing. Uh, is it his Tinder profile? Or is Tinder? <laughs> Could be. Could be. <laughs> Swipe right on Murray. Likes the Simpsons, the Joe Rogan experience. Oh, Favourite comedian's yeah. Tommy Gilbert, his teammate. Yeah. What's what? What makes Tommy so fun, mate? Is he good with the one-liners or? Yeah, he's um, yeah, he's a one-line man. So, um, whenever you need something, something um, pretty funny out of a serious situation, he's normally the one to bring it up. Or, or him or Colin Hesse, those two are yeah, pretty one of the uh, the funniest guys on our team so far. Love a good dad joke, mate. And then the the last point that I've got in here as well, and I've just. I've just renovated my kitchen in my little 60-square-metre apartment out at Manly, and I bought a Smeg toaster and a Smeg kettle. Um, reading your your, your uh, profile, mate, it says, the worst purchase you've ever made is a Smeg kettle. Can you run us through how that's happened? <laughs> oh, me and my partner got over it, and I just said, goodbye, one from Kmart. It's cheaper. <laughs> yeah, yeah. was the same job, and she wanted it, and I was filthy, and... Yeah, it's the worst purchase I've ever bought. Smeg, Smeg, well, it's expensive, but yeah, it's a couple of hundred bucks. A couple of hundred. Yeah. He plays Origin this year. It won't yeah, matter. it was. Yeah. It was. I, think, I remember it was two hundred, and I was thinking two hundred. Two hundred for a kettle. <laughs> My missus, we were hundred kettle, and I thought I got a twenty dollar one. For <laughs> <laughs> How good do they look though? They, they look good, but they did the same job. As <laughs> yeah, my yeah. We, mate, I got a perfectly working, lovely kettle at my house, which is probably worth I don't know, whatever, hundred bucks for it. My wife has purchased now one of those kettles that you put on the stove on top. The stove top. Oh, like, like the olden days. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, oh, why? Why yeah. do you need that? Like, it's every, every time we make a cup of tea now, it's like it taking me yeah, five minutes. Does it, it give you the whistle? It gives me a whistle, but I'm like, I don't. Are you just... living in 1943? <laughs> What's going on? <laughs> I, I get the I get the water from the well oh. in the backyard. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, hey, Murray, what's um, what's the vibe like? Todd Payton's been uh, obviously had a really tough initiation into the NRL as a head coach. Um, he seems to have found a way to get you guys playing some amazing footy. What's he been like as a coach, and and how's his growth been um, in that role? Um, for us young fellas, he's been outstanding. Um, you know, he's sort of um, given us a little bit of leeway to do what we want to do, and also taken us under the wing and sort of guided us in the right direction um, with the leadership group that we have in the team as well with Chad, um, Jason and um, Jordan McLean. Um, they've been really stepping up for us young fellas and um, um, without those fellas, I don't think we'd be in the position we are at the moment. Um, preseason was the toughest one we've had and um, yeah, I think that's what really kick-started our season was our preseason and um, the whole team's bought into it, into our system and um, yeah, it's been definitely showing out on the park this last couple of weeks. So you've absolutely towed up uh, Melbourne this weekend. Next weekend, you've got the next powerhouses of of the comp this year, the Panthers. What's the secret to beating the Panthers? Um, look, I, I'm not too sure. They're, they're <laughs> a bit of a, an Nobody team. is. Um, <laughs> yeah, um, yeah we're not too sure. Um, if we can play the way we can, been playing this last couple of weeks. I'm sure we can give them a good run, but um, yeah, we're sort of just going to focus on ourselves again, and um, hopefully on Friday night we can upset them. Who are you marking up on? Are you Toto's side or Taylor May? Yeah, I got Bizza. You got Bizza. How do you? What, what's yeah. the plan when you go in against Bizza? He's so low to the ground, built so powerfully. How do you tackle Bizza effectively? You reckon? 
Oh, I don't even know if you can. <laughs> I'll give you a clue. Yeah. He, he's so solid. My my football coach like used to say in high school, fun. you can't run without a head. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Hey, uh, Murray. But yeah. he can't run with his leg. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Even without a head, that, he's still going with a head. Don't worry. That's 100%. Hey, uh, Murray, on a, towards the end of my career, I remember seeing a lot of our um, edge players were, were starting to practice um, their tries in the corner on like on gymnastic mats. Were you doing a bit? Are you, have you done any of that? Like what that pass you did yes last week was incredible. Is there any practice going yeah. into all that corner, um, that try scoring in the corner? Honestly. Um, I've been getting sprayed the last couple of weeks because I've been stepping out on the sideline quite a bit. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I have to be. I have been practicing and um, seems to be paying off. But uh, yeah, I think I got three tries bombed from stepping out on the sideline because I wasn't diving. Oh, well, from someone that scored six tries in, in 233 <laughs> games, you're doing all right, mate. You're doing okay. <laughs> has, uh, has Todd has Todd Payton got a good spray in him? Um. Oh nah, no, he's really? more like a yeah, disappointed dad. So that's that. I feel like a disappointed dad is worse than the dad. <laughs> <laughs> I've been saying yeah. on this show, he looks so like don't want to let him down. He looks like uh, like an evil genius with the yeah, eyebrows villain. and the piercing yeah. eyes villain. and the beard. Yeah, he looks yeah. like a, a villain. But you're right. It's a, the disappointing's worse. It's a, I'm not angry. I'm disappointed. That you feel like you. Yeah. It's very very tough. You're as like a let him down. Yeah yeah you yeah. Let him down. So we've got yeah. it on record. You so thought he looks yeah, creepy. He's, <laughs> yeah, he's that type of coach. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, thanks for joining us on NRL Crunch Time today, Murray. Good luck next week tackling Bizza. Remember, take the yep. head off the shoulders. With <laughs> legs run. All right. Thanks, thanks for having thanks, me. I'll definitely try. If not. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, there he is. Murray Chuolangi. Jeez, isn't he in career best form? And a red hot shot, I reckon, at a, at a state of origin performance this way, depending on how injuries go, how the how the series unfolds. But he's he's had a quick, uh, quick rise this year, Murray Chuolangi. Not a name we would have thought we'd be saying for origin this time last year. Yeah, I, mate, I think he would definitely look um, very comfortable in a Queensland jersey. And it's scary because we just were talking about the Blues dominance and the, you know, the new era that we have coming through and how we're going to dominate for the next 10 years. But all of a sudden, mm. Queensland start producing these players. Like these, like, yeah, and now you see Murray. Um, some Cobo. Yeah. Cobo. Yeah. Um, they're they're going to be scary again in the next few years. Mm. All right. Well, we'll get a better idea of where they're at, um, the Cowboys, after they take on... The Penrith Panthers next week. This is crunch time. Join the show anytime. Call 1300 01 1170 or text 0457 736 736. Last tackle. Newcastle chant goes up. Gamble. Gamble. Short. Ricky slides over. Scores. The defence just got a little ahead of each other. He sliced his way through. It was a lovely pass from Tyson Gamble. Crossland. Goes inside. Now, Ponger in the space. Where's the support? Doesn't need the support. He weaves his way around Tamare Martin. A little fist pump for Kalen. And the Knights are back into it. Scoreline, Brisbane 14, Newcastle 10. And there's a kick to come. Big fan. They get to the fullback. Offload. Cobbo! Has he got the pace? Dominic Young brings him down. He's able to get out of that. Gets up, goes again, scores. Well, Young came from nowhere to cut him down. Couldn't hang on in the tackle. Selwyn Cobbo spun out of that, and he might have just cemented it for the Broncos. 18-12, they lead. Goes now. Man, 
Man, he puts a left foot kick back in. It's going to stay in the in goal area. Oh! oh! It's the a wicked bounce. Spuds man. It's a wicked <laughs> bounce for the Ostrich. He's there to score. Swoops on it. And the Broncos get another. Haas goes to Gamble, who had to juggle it. Then Tamare oh. Martin throws it out to Cobo. Great that ball. is a beautiful pass. The try assist to Tamare Martin. And the lesson learnt for Edric Lee. Yeah, some of the highlights from the Broncos. 36-12 to 12 defeat of Newcastle Knights on Thursday night. Uh, Broncos are stringing a few wins together now. They look, they look the real deal. Selwyn Cobo... 223 metres, 10 tackle busts, four line breaks and two tries. Uh, Ezra Mam made his NRL debut and uh, looked awesome. Two try assists. Uh, the Knights struggling, continue to struggle. The Broncos on the other end of the radar uh, excelling. What? Firstly, what do we make of the Knights? Uh, everyone thought they'd struggle at the start of the year. Then they go win-win, round one and two, and everyone thinks, wow, Adam O'Brien's Knocked a genius. Off, yeah. yeah. Where do you think the Knights sit now? Um, I, I think the, the Roosters that round one were – they treated that like a trial game. You, know, you watched it and they were just so ordinary. And you w- realise that a lot of their players hadn't played – any trial games, and that was really a trial game for them. Um, and Newcastle have, have been really disappointing since. I think um, I think they've probably been the, the the most disappointing team in the competition. And I, I don't see it getting better anytime soon. Good point. Yeah, I mean it's hard to hard to argue with that. Uh, to be honest, it just you know they've got Milford who they've signed in there. You, you thought they're just off the field as well. The whole fiasco with Ponga. Yeah. Um, taking forever. It yeah. sort of seemed to drag the club down. It just went through the media for weeks and it should have been sorted, which created doubt probably amongst the group. And then, you know, they, they've paid and the old man was involved. And then they've gone and, you know, they've got Milford off the field, whether that's a right or wrong decision to do when you're trying to build, your, you know, get some wins together, a continuity. Um, I don't know whether that adds more pressure off the field or on it. You know, he's back and should be playing footy, but does that help your club out? I don't know. But people start looking at these things when you're not doing well. Um, so look, you know, I think Kalen Pong is playing reasonably well, um, yep. but he's, it can't be a one man band for the, the Knights uh, every week if they're going to be consistent. Did you see the footage of that Bradman best? Yeah. Oh, oh. That was ugly. That was ugly. Yeah. I was at the game on, on uh, Friday night, the para game, and Brett Kenny, out of all people, was trying to explain it to me. Um, <laughs> I, didn't see, I didn't even watch it. I didn't see it. And yeah. then, um, he he asked one of the young guys there to show if I had a video, but he showed it to me, and I was like, ah. Oh. And he, then he started telling me the stories of some of his uh, war wartime stories, <laughs> yeah. some of the injuries he's had. So, yeah. I'm like, gee, that would, that, have he, you ever dislocated anything playing? Well, I asked me done it elbow. I've done it elbow before. Oh really? Um, so I just oh. I, was, I was trying to make a, a tackle, and it was my own player. So I was I was trying to make a tackle. I stuck my hand out, and my own player was kind of on the other side of my hand, and then so the force of the attacking player and the defensive player kind of popped it out. Oh. Um, but mate, there's as a you know what you look at NRL players now, like Josh Papali, anyone that's played over ten years, there's not many parts of your body that haven't been injured at some stage. Yeah, um, yeah. So you feel the effects of any of those injuries now? Mate, f- fortunately not. I um I remember the last two years of my career, I like, coming down the stairs every morning was a mission. Like just coming down, your, your ankles and joints were so sore. I'm wow. thinking, mate, it's gonna be a long, long life post football. Yeah. But it's funny as soon as I stop playing and you stop putting your your body in a car accident. Every week, yeah, um, my body feels great. So, yeah. and you know, training—I I train what I want to train. I enjoy yeah. training a lot more now than when I was playing. Because when you're playing, you just get 
thrust into doing anything and everything that you don't want to do. Yeah. And now I enjoy training. Um, my body feels happy that I'm not smacking it up every week <laughs> as well. So, yeah. yeah. What about you, Sock? Any I'm my mum told me to play cricket because she thought it was a non-contact sport and I wasn't going to get injured. Um, so I, I had a dislocated my shoulder diving for a ball, popped it out and had the full surgery really? through the front. Mm. Uh, and syndesmosis. I've done a syndesmosis going down to try and stop a ball. Yeah. The, the doctor goes, oh, how'd you do, who'd you do that tackling with? Thought I played footy. I said, no, I just did it with my own fat backside. Just, <laughs> just fell over. Did a grade three tear right up the side. So I got the tightrope put that's, in. That's ugly one to do. Um, uh, yeah. My hands broke my hands about five or six times. So Getting yeah, I wish them. I'd probably play footy for two yeah. or three years and then... Just been <laughs> rolled out the back of the game at 23 instead of playing cricket for so yeah. long. So, uh, That's the price you pay, isn't it? What about a swimmer, mate? Yeah, you, you mate. Yeah, yeah. Have you yeah. hit your head on the bottom of the I've pool had, a couple yeah. of times? Or? Mate, coming off those diving blocks, I hit the water pretty hard. Um, <laughs> no, yeah, I, I had a shoulder, Rico. Um, got arthritic hips from all the kicking and that yeah, type wow. of thing. Um, yeah, your body, just repetition in swimming, the same yeah. movement. A million times a day. Like if you think your shoulder joint's probably made to do X amount of rotations in it in its lifetime, mm. when you're doing a thousand of those twice a day, yeah. um, it's just yeah, re- repetitive what, stuff. What's, what goes through your head? So when you're when you're swimming and you got that, there's there's no like obviously yeah. there's no music. There's no. Like, what are you thinking when you're swimming like that? Yeah, that, especially so, when you're doing long distance stuff. I used to think um, the the first one was I'd do divisibles. So say say you can you spell that for the me? Coach, that? The, the, the coach says you got to do eight hundred meters or something, and so I'd be like, all right, sixteen laps. I'm two laps in. That's yeah, one, I'm like that. I'm like, that's getting, yeah, that's one ninth. And... Uh, four laps in. That's you know, and and break it down into, into fractions, and, and all of a sudden you're like, oh, I've only got one sixteenth left or whatever. <laughs> yeah. I'd do that. Uh, I'd always be racing people in training. So if if we're doing a long distance set, say we'd have a fifteen hundred freestyle in the squad. I'd give myself the goal, right, today I'm going to beat the 1500 freestyler in the long distance set. Or today I'm going to, you know, beat the butterfly in the butterfly set. Give myself all little challenges like that. And then the main one really was whatever the last song playing on the radio on oh, Stuck in Your yeah, Head. Yeah, yeah, I just, yeah, yeah. And, and early in my career, <laughs> um, there, was some, there was some shockers like Justin Bieber was big at the time. Remember that Carly Rae Jepsen? Um, How bad when you get a bad song in your oh, head? Man. Oh, man. Yeah. Oh, there's a hole in my bucket, that Labor song. Oh, that was on the TV. It's stuck. Yeah, yeah, I think that's one of the main things for swimmers that kind of catches up with you more than the, the physical wear and tear on your body is the mental. The head noise. Yeah. It if, helps if when you've got seven personalities like me. It's fine. It's a yeah. conversation. <laughs> with sock. Yeah. Steve, sock. <laughs> yeah, that's, it's interesting, isn't it? The, 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 the price that athletes pay. Um, for, for their careers. Anyway, let's get the violin out for us, boys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Tough life. <laughs> let's, uh, let's, let's go to a break before the boys start tearing up here. This is NRL Crunch Time. Thanks to Ignite HQ. To win the ultimate state of origin experience, visit ignitehq.com.au. Welcome back to Crunch Time. Thanks to Ignite HQ. I'm James Magnuson, joined by Steve O'Keefe, Sydney Sultan of Spin, Tim the Hitman, Mena. Those nicknames are sticking, at, at least for my part. Mm. Uh, all right, time now for what we are gearing up for, thanks to Dometic. Make your next adventure effortless with the Dometic Go collection. Just pack, stack, and go. This afternoon on SEN, live with Scott Sattler and the boys up there in Queensland, we've got the Sharks and the Titans. What are we seeing for this one? Tough, tough week last week for the Sharks. Yeah, it is. And I, well, I mean, you look at the way the Raiders are playing now, bounce back off that win, playing incredibly well. They've got the, the bunnies 20 to zip. So, um, 
yeah, look, I'm interested to see how the Sharks can can bounce back. I've had them from their early part of the season as a top four side. Top four, sort of last yep. couple of games have been a little bit um, soft, but you sort of expect that when you've got the likes of Nico Hines uh, under a new coach, Fitzgibbon. And he was under no um, disillusionment in regards to how this team would perform. He's like, look, we're playing well now. doesn't necessarily going to stay consistent, but I mm. think there is this... Uh, level of calmness about them that they'll bring into today's game, particularly against a hot and team, hot and cold team like the Titans. So yeah. I think the Sharks will maybe come back and, and go back to basics, play some good footy and dust the Titans off. Um, however, as you've quite rightly said, they are the, the hot and cold team of the tournament, aren't yeah. they, the Titans? You never know what you're going to get. So, What do you think of the Titans, Timmy? Yeah, well, if Newcastle were the most disappointed team, disappointing team this year, I think the Titans are closely followed. Yeah. Uh, they just come into the season. Yeah, they made the finals last year. They got a team that is um you know full of talent across the pitch, but just haven't got it right. And mm. when they get it wrong, they get it so wrong. They 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 saved themselves some embarrassment this year by scoring some points really quickly and you know, but they still found themselves falling short from getting the win. Uh I think I think they they're gonna struggle today against the, the Sharks. Just watching the T V the background, Lockie Miller, this kid coming through for the Sharks, he's yeah. doing today. I can't wait to watch him play. He's um, a real talent coming from the rugby sevens background. Um, picked up by the Sharks out of nowhere. And from all reports, he's someone that can just slot in and play and just do a mm. great job. So I reckon he'll do a good, so is that, good job for the Sharks. Is that the Olympics fullback. for rugby sevens? Mm. Uh, I'm not sure if that was the Rio or the Tokyo Olympics, but Olympian for rugby sevens has made the switch across. Apparently he's been lighting it up for Newtown. In uh, in reserve grade, just running my eye over the Sharks team list today. So Nico Hines goes back to halfback. We think that's his best position. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. The more involved he is, uh, and we speak about those players that can control a team, be calm and composed. He's one of those. Yeah. Uh, and I think at half is where he's played his best footy this year. Yeah. yeah. And so, he's just gave great ball to uh, when he has played there. He's just yeah. given great ball to Moyle and given him time, given release those outside backs. And yeah. it's frustrating sometimes when you see these teams who have now nailed down these spots or done well, and then they tend to switch these players up into yeah. different positions to fill holes. You saw it with Parramatta, yeah. uh, a little bit with Melbourne. Obviously, they're hamstrung by injuries. But, you know, if Nico Hines is playing well at seven, you keep him there and try and fill the yeah. other holes around him. And this sort of now makes sense with Lockie Miller, who gives a young kid an exciting opportunity to go out and play. Yeah, so the back line taking shape there. Nico back at halfback, Lockie Miller at fullback on debut. Uh, so they lose Dale Finucane, but these are some pretty handy ins in the back row. Wade Graham and Cam McGuinness come into the run-on side, so they don't lose much there, do they, by Dale Finucane dropping out two. Uh, well, one's a wet representative player. The other one, representative standard. It's pretty decent ins to have. Yeah, they're big ins, and we speak about their culture and the guys that have added to that. Wade Graham's a great guy to have back in the team just because of what he brings in terms of experience, but also just um, the leadership qualities he has. Um, yeah, they got four or five guys that could be captain of that team. Um, yeah. You know, so many leaders in that team, quality people as well, good guys off the field. Um, and I've got no doubt that they're going to build nicely um, over the next few weeks as they kind of charge towards the second half of this season. Well, if they win this, the Sharks, so currently they're sitting sixth uh, with a points difference of 51. The Broncos are in at fourth with a points difference of 52. So if they win this, this puts them back in the top four, get the, gets them back on track. The Titans currently sitting 13th. So three wins from 10 with minus 80 points difference. So, look, a, a big – every week's a big game in football and, and no two points are created equal. But I think in the scheme of the season for both sides, um, wanting to either make the top four or get into the top eight, this is a, a big test for, for both of them. Mm, it's been a tumultuous season for the Titans. Like even if you run your eye over their lineup, 
that back line keeps changing every week. Now we've got Philip Semi and, and Isan Masters in the centres. Um, Isaac Lewis moved into the, the back row. Uh, Tenor Boyd has come onto the bench. Mm. Um, I feel like that's a, a, a good inclusion for them. He was touted as the next big thing there for a while, wasn't he? Yeah, same thing. A lot of guys that have come through the Titan system have had all these big wraps on them. And unfortunately, we haven't seen a lot of them come to fruition. So um, there's a lot of talent there. They just got to find a way to unlock it. What do you yeah. think about Jared Wallace? So he's been in and out of first yes. grade this year on the bench. He starts today. Is there something going on behind the scenes there? or well, Before I answer that, is he part of the SEN team, Brooksy, or is he uh, Jared Wallace? Is he SEN? 100%. He's uh, Saturdays on the coast on 1620. He's a go. Probably needs to focus a bit more on his footy because he's doing too much radio work with Brooksy. All right, that's what we were gearing up to. Thanks to Dometic. Make your next adventure effortless with the Dometic Go Collection. Just pack, stack, and go. Life's busy. Take this deck. There's heaps to do on it, like um, polishing off this wine. That's tough. Life's pretty good with a Trex deck. Composite decking with no hard maintenance. Trex, the world's number one decking brand.